Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time, here's Sonny Clark. Thursday night, if I'm not even mistaken, there was a Thursday night um, preseason game. 
But let's talk a little bit about that as I lost my scoreboard. What happened to my scoreboard? My, oh, because there's still games going to be happening. Two games happening at 3 p.m. Uh, after our show. Uh, the New Orleans Saints will be taking on the Chargers in Los Angeles. Also, the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night football will be taking on the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Now, the Saints and the Chargers are 0-1 in the preseason, and the Seattle Seahawks and the Minnesota Vikings are 1-0 in the preseason. And that will lead us to the Monday night football game that happens to the San Francisco 49ers, who are 1-0 with a victory over the Dallas Cowboys in week number one. Uh, we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys week number two game here in just a moment. Uh, they take on the Denver Broncos, who are already 1-1 one one in the preseason. So, looking at the games that happened, the Thursday night game, that was the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Jaguars. The Eagles got the victory on the road 24-10. to As the Jets went on the road to take on the Atlanta Falcons, they got a 22-10 to victory over the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of time that needs to happen regarding the Atlanta Falcons. Also, the Green Bay uh, Packers go on the road. They take the loss of the Baltimore Ravens 26 to 13. Washington loses at home to Cincinnati 23 to three. There's some news in that game. I want to talk about as well. The Raiders 33 to 26 over the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona, Buffalo 27, Carolina at home 14. The, they, they lose that game. Uh, the Bears take a loss in uh, the preseason in New York to take on the Giants, 32-13. to Miami Dolphins lose by two, and that one was, a, you know, kind of a, a heartbreaker, I guess you could call it in reality. 16-14, uh, Miami gets down by the Buccaneers. Cleveland, 21, the Indianapolis Colts, 18. There's a lot to talk about in that game. New England Patriots get the victory over the Tennessee Titans, 22-17. to Kansas City gets beat by uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 17-7 to in Pittsburgh. And Houston gets the victory at home, 30-23 to over the Detroit Lions. That will lead us to the game that, you know, all the folks around in my area are interested, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys got a 14-10 to victory over the L.A. Rams. Now, we can talk a lot of things about the Dallas Cowboys, especially that game. They had a great first quarter in reality. Dak Prescott gets sacked near the goal line uh, for safety, but they're able to pull that one out and get into the end zone. So lots of interesting things. But I'm going to go back to the fact that, guys, this is preseason. I could really give a rat's fat ass what happens in the preseason. If the Dallas Cowboys lost every single game, I would, you know, shake it up. But one thing about the Dallas Cowboys in this game is, is that they are very, 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 let me just say very again, shaky at the uh, backup quarterback position. The Dallas Cowboys had better hope that a Dak Prescott does not get hurt. They need that. They need to make sure that they have a plan because Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. And, and we, we can argue that point all day long. Um, as a matter of fact, I had a uh, Facebook debate, I guess you can say, about whether or not he's good enough to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. And, and I'm going to tell you just really quick on Dak Prescott. 
for you folks that don't think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback, you all have got to get your freaking heads examined. And I don't know if it's the heat down here in Dallas, okay? It's been over 100 degrees here. And I think, I think everybody's brain has just been fried too much on one side to go against Dak. All I'm hearing is Dak Prescott's not a good enough quarterback to quarterback the Dallas Cowboys. And, and again, turn it down to simmer, guys, because you guys have lost your mind. Now, you can talk about stats. You can talk about quarterback ratings. You can talk about a whole bunch of stuff when you talk Dak Prescott, and you would probably be right. And I'm not going to argue stats, QBR, and everything else. There's only one stat that you're going to have to argue with me and make a decision on. Okay? Three years, two times in the playoffs, has the playoff win, and win over an average of 10 to 11 games a season. Now, you can correct me if I'm wrong. W's mean more than stats because – we can talk about stats all day long. It's about the W column. Now, have there been uh, maybe problems in the playoff games where they can go over the hump? Well, of course. Has there been problems, certain things that happened in those playoffs? Well, of course. They wouldn't have lost. They would have been Super Bowl champions. But Dallas Cowboy fans, Dallas Cowboy people, and no, I'm going to go back it. It's fans. Fans are so, I, I don't know even know the right word. I say, I, my mind wants to say fickle, but my mind says stupid. I, I mean, that's what it is. You guys are incredibly stupid. You got a four-round draft pick as your number one quarterback to take over Tony Romo, who had all the stats in the world but got nothing. But, oh, Dak Prescott sucks. You, you. You Dallas Cowboy fans are just incredibly crazy. Oh, we need Romo back. What? Just stop it. Just just stop it. Dallas Cowboy fans are the problem with the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, that's the revelation, folks, because everybody sits and listens to the national news about the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Because the marketing genius that uh, Jerry Jones is, Makes it that way. This football team was never good, but they were always considered the Super Bowl favorites or Super Bowl bound or whatever. And it's not because of the me. It's because of the stupid-ass fans in this area over-talking the Cowboys to where when they are playing well, which is now, okay, last year, last three years, this is a good football team. I predicted them to win the division this year. I predicted them to win the last year. Do you think the Dallas Cowboy hater in Sonny Clark really loves the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are good and wouldn't love to sit there and watch them continue to lose? Of course. That's what Sonny Clark would want. But the revelation with the Dallas Cowboys almost isn't what's out on the football field. It's what they are perceived to be. And that's what, when it comes down to, well, simple fact. Fans get up on message boards and start talking about this football team like they're the best thing to come along since fruit punch. And they don't even recognize the talent that is right in front of them in their starting quarterback. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Somebody. Welcome to the Fan Club Fish 
Cuervo, I'm happy and set. Good morning, my friend. Well, afternoon, morning for you. Good morning, Sonny. I, I'm so glad that, uh, <laughs> that we're starting off with Dallas Cowboys talk. They always get you so fired up, and I love it. Oh, oh. <laughs> talking about the talking about the Dallas Cowboy fans, you know, and just the Dallas Cowboys in general, just gets my heart pumping. Cuervo, I got three pages of notes on Dallas Cowboys, not because of the stupid football game tonight, which, by the way, I didn't watch. I watched the NAL championship in, uh, of indoor football last night. That's how much I really care about Dallas Cowboys preseason, although the backup quarterback, I was watching the highlights. Oh, my God. The, the Dallas Cowboys, Cuervo, right now, the Dallas Cowboys – They've got Dak Prescott. They have nothing else. This football is doomed. If if you see Dak Prescott go down this season, Cuervo, the Dallas Cowboys will all be ready to jump off the side of a cliff and be done with it because the backup quarterback position in Dallas, it's not just, it's not just bad. It's God awful. Yeah. I mean, I I caught snippets of the game last night, but uh, from from what I did see, I think you're right. I think uh, Dallas, you know, one of one of many teams in the NFL that that are struggling to find them a solid backup. You know, you know it's bad enough, Sonny, that uh, that this whole situation with Ezekiel Elliott is going on, and now you throw in the fact that you know you you talk about the possibility of if if Dak Prescott was to go down or something like that. Let me tell you something. You know, these these cowboy fans that you're talking about, I I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, I know you haven't mentioned names, right? but for the ones that don't appreciate Dak Prescott, they're never going to, Sonny. And they're not going to until something significant happens, like you just mentioned. He goes down to an injury. Now the backup is in. Those are going to be the same people that turn around and, and scream and, and, and kick and scratch saying, we want Dak. You know, when's he coming back? When's he coming back? Those are going to be the first people that are going to be begging for him to come back. You watch. Yep. If that happens, I'm not wishing injury on Dak Prescott at all. But you have to admit, he may not be – see, this could be the problem, though, too, son. Think about the style of quarterback that Dallas Cowboys fans are used to seeing on the field every Sunday. Talking about, you know, pocket passer. Yep. Sling the ball down. You know, Troy Aikman was that guy. Yep. And then there was a small there was about a five year gap before Tony Romo came along. So that's what Cowboy fans and it's probably the older crowd that you're referring to. The younger crowd probably loves Dak Prescott. matter of fact, I guarantee they love Dak Prescott. So the, the the crowd that you're that is, you know, I guess uh uh bashing Dak Prescott is probably some of the older crowd that is used to you know, what they saw in the 90s and what they saw with Tony Romo. And that's the style of quarterback that they are used to seeing. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. You don't have that anymore in Dallas. If you're nope. a true fan, then you're going to accept it and you're going to embrace it and you're going to love the fact that Dak Prescott is probably going to get you guys in the playoffs yet again for the third time in four seasons. So you better deal with it. If you're a true fan, all right, you're going you're, you're gonna to roll with it. That's that's just what fans do. So Absolutely. for me, Sonny, for the ones that are complaining about Prescott, yeah, I'm going to say it. You're fake. You are fake. Fake news. 
fake news coming out of Dallas. But you, 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 that's that's why I said this is one of the revelations that I have about the Dallas Cowboys because uh, because of the fans, what they do, and how they do it, and how they get it out, and you know whether it be message boards or media picking up on it or just media in general of what we thought. I think you're right about what you said about the older generation because usually that's the media getting that part out there. However, I agree also with, the, but I don't agree about the young, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. I, I'm telling you right now, Cuervo, I live in Dallas. I listen to everything. I try to listen to everything that's going on because, you know, hey, there's an NFL football team here, okay? So I need to have my ears to the grindstone. Even young people don't like Dak Prescott because they are so influenced by the old that that's all they know. It's almost like when you grow up and you do exactly the same thing that your father did, even though you're the new school version of it, you're still kind of, you still kind of do it, you know, the old school, just like the old man, you know? So I, I, I look at this and, and I see what Dallas is all about and you are doing dishes again. <laughs> oh no, sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, wiping the stove down. It's a little, it's a little dirty. Oh, he's doing his chores. I got it. So, so that also yeah. being said, guys, this is simple. You're Dallas Cowboys. You're, you're just going to have to accept the fact your Dallas Cowboys are good with Dak Prescott. You, you're just going to have to do it. And if you don't, if you don't embrace the love, okay, at the beginning of the season for the Dallas Cowboys, okay, that's what makes you think. Because you know in week six, seven, when they're five and one or they're five, you know, six and two or something like that, everybody will be love with Dak Prescott. They'll be coming back and oh, we got some mad love for Dak Prescott. That's right. Because I'm gonna tell you what happens with quarterbacks and what always happens, Square Vote. It's almost like clockwork. Good mm-hmm. quarterbacks, they continue to get better until week or until year number five. That's when you see big that you see big improvements of good quarterbacks and the guys that have histories. You always see the teams they struggle for three or four years before they get that guy, and then all of a sudden they become the they, they become the NFL squad that fans want them to be. And that is going to be with Dak Prescott. The big thing, and the, always the big thing here in Dallas, and I talked about it all the time, especially in Dallas. There might not be any other team in the NFL besides the Dallas Cowboys that they live and die by that offensive line. And if they don't have a good offensive line, guess what? You get Quincy Carter days. You get those days. You get those five years you're talking about, Cuervo, where they weren't any good and they were lost in oblivion. But when they have Mm -hmm. a good offensive line, you're talking about a football team that changes the whole dynamic, the whole landscape of what you normally see, especially when you're off a five-year bad program. And that's what opens it up. And I've said it before. I'll keep saying it. The Dallas Cowboys, they have no business. Let me repeat that. They have no business drafting anything in the first round except an offensive lineman. Because you, obviously, you, you, you know, granted, they got Zeke. I'll, I'll give them that. I'll give them they got Zeke. But that was a year when they didn't. But now look what you got with Zeke Elliott. You got the major pain in the ass that's out on the side. Oh, you know, in Cabo, now he's back here and all this other crap. You get the, you get the off-the-field distraction pain in the ass that he is. 
Okay, we can sit and argue all day long, but we already know he is, and if you want to deny it, you can go ahead and be that Ohio State homer that loves your boy. But the simple fact of the matter is this guy's been a pain in the ass since stepping one foot out over in 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 Las Colinas with this football team practiced before they got their new football team and over in California. This guy cannot seem to be, get, get out of his way, and he causes problems for this football team. So it all starts with the offensive line. Forget the fact that you got Zeke. Forget the fact that you even got Dak, fourth-round draft pick. You guys should be so damn lucky to have a damn good quarterback because when you look at the damn good quarterbacks that are out there, there are only a few of them, i.e., I, you know, Tom Brady, sixth round, that you're going to pick up in the fourth or fifth round that actually end up being the number one starting quarterback that can make history for you. Dak Prescott is in the process of making this history. And guess what? With the first three weeks of this football season, Cuervo, they, they can very easily go 3-0 and if only 2-1, and they're still, and then they're going to shove it to Zeke and say, listen, we don't need Zeke. And Zeke right now is playing his way out of the NFL right now, Cuervo. And if he's not playing his way out of the NFL, Zeke is not going anywhere. Jerry Jones will not trade this guy. Okay, he doesn't want that to come back on his ass later on down the road. They'll keep him despite it, you know, despite him and put him and pay him what he's on this contract. That guy won't see the football field. And I'm telling you right now, there's something about this Dallas Cowboy teams that has me a little confused. But Cuervo, right there, go. let me just take the step back. Go to that offensive line. You, you don't have mm-hmm. that playing well. You don't have Zeke playing well. And the main reason – and then you you got Amari Cooper on the side, you know, that will get you the yards. Why is that happening? It's because they're getting that extra half second to throw the football so you can get the ball to Amari Cooper or anybody else once they start doubling them up. you got Cobb in the slot. you got the other guy on the other side. That extra half second is what makes Dak Prescott good. So the revelation is you can dislike Dak all day long. You can say Dak's only good because Zeke, but you're wrong. Dak is only good because of that offensive line. And if the Cowboys are smart, they'll always have that offensive line. So they can have Dak Prescott be successful and or Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, no, absolutely, Sonny. And, and allow me to give Dak a, a little bit of uh, – I'm going to give him a little bit of extra credit here because – while I agree with everything that you just said, um, you know, and that, and that was for every team. Every team needs to have a good offensive line to be successful, uh, yep. you know, with moving the football and things like that. So that's, not, that's really not a, a big secret. Uh, but I know that you're mentioning the offensive line specifically for Dallas because of how, how prestige they are, how good they are. So, and they yep. need to make sure that they continue to be good. Well, what I what I what I'll tell you as well, though, and, and you know, it's it, you're gonna see it, you know, again when when the regular season starts. Dak makes a lot of plays uh, himself. Uh, he makes a lot of things happen on his own. Um, very similar to you know Big Ben in in, in Pittsburgh, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City now. Um, you know, Dak is right up there with those quarterbacks that is able to escape the pocket, buy some time, find somebody down the field. Now he's got Jason Witten back, which that's going to make a huge difference. Big um, difference. 
you know, so with that said, I mean, as much as I agree with you that, yes, the offensive line is extremely important, I think Dak also does a lot on his own, too, and which should, you know, you know, which Cowboy fans should appreciate because, yep, you know, a lot of times, how many times did you see Romo just sit like a, like a, like a duck in the pocket? Sitting duck. Yeah, sitting duck and, you know, just take sacks. You know, you don't get that with Prescott. Prescott is going to, he's going to make things happen. He's going to escape the pocket. He's going to buy time. He's going to, he's going to run around and, and, and make some plays for you. And, so that to me is, is another big difference between what you had before and what you have now. Um, and, and another thing too is if they do wind up three and one, four and one, whatever the case may be. Yes. Everybody's going to talk about how they don't need Zeke and this and that. Jerry Jones, I don't think, uh, will allow Zeke to just sit. It's kind of like the Le'Veon Bell situation. I think he looks at that one and says, yeah, I'm not going to just let this guy walk away. Uh, I'm going to try and get something in return. So um, do I think secretly that the Dallas Cowboys are open to trade for Ezekiel? Absolutely. I, I 100% believe that. Um, I don't think that they're going to settle for like a fourth-round pick. I think, I think they're going to want at least a second-rounder in return. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to give them a first rounder, but I, I would say a second rounder just because of the value of a running back. So I don't think you're going to get anything better than a second round guy, even for a pro running back like Ezekiel Elliott. But do I think that Dallas would accept a trade, a second round pick, in a heartbeat? In a heartbeat. And if they don't take it, then they're crazy. Um, so that's. Uh, that's what I would say as far as the Zeke situation is concerned. I don't think Jerry Jones is just going to let him walk for, for nothing. I think he will try and make an attempt to get a second-round pick, and if the right team calls and the offer's there, I think he'll take it. Wow. It's interesting. By the way, guys, wherever I, we only talked on Fridays. I had a bad day on Friday. We were going to do a show. Just didn't happen. I was just too angry. Can't do the show when. By the way, can't do the show when you're angry. So we had to go ahead and move it to Sunday, even though we weren't going to have a show. I'll explain all that stuff later. That having been said, we don't talk before the show. And I want to tell you what Cuervo just said. Just almost fed exactly into what I was talking about. First, let me go back to what he was saying there just a little bit. When you look at Dak Prescott, he makes plays happen. He makes it on his own, whether it be running, getting out of the pocket, making mm-hmm. it. And, and here's the thing. These, the decisions that have been made by Dak Prescott have been smart decisions. This is not a guy that usually puts you in a position where you have to worry about turnovers and things of that sort. If you remember his rookie year, the guy barely turned the football over. Second year, same thing. And, you know, third year, you know, it happened a little bit more, but still not like an over and exorbitant amount. Now, you can sit here and say all day long, oh, he's just a game manager. Well, guess what? Game managers win football games. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, all you want is that click under the W. And regardless how you get it, you want that click up underneath the W. And I'm going to say it right now. The reason why, you know, Dak Prescott helps his team on his own because he's smart, okay? He's been taught, taught to do what he does. He's been 
the, if you want to call him, the game manager, which all first four-year quarterbacks should be regardless. They shouldn't be the gunslinging, crazy Brett Favre's out there throwing the football up on a whim. So, you know, the, the model quarterback is a guy that learns the system and learns how to play the game in a timely fashion because you don't walk in being Tom Brady. Okay? Hell, even Tom Brady didn't walk in and be Tom Brady. So, guys, you, you've got to have to understand something. And here's one other thing I'm just going to tell you. Dak Prescott's so much smarter than Tony Romo. Yeah, I said it. He's smarter because of the fact that he was brought in. And I'm not saying Bill Parcells did not do a great job with Tony Romo. Okay? He made Tony Romo a star. But he didn't have the discipline that the Dak Prescott has. He doesn't have the smarts to throw the ball away. He doesn't have the, the gumption to say, well, we got another down here. He's not going to be the Tony Romo to fit it in a small window that if he gets lucky enough for the guy to catch it instead of being intercepted, will be good shape. No, Dak moves away from those, and he makes good decisions. So game manager, you know, QB, all this other crap, Get those W's is where it's at. Now, that also leads me to my next revelation. The first revelation is these Dallas Cowboy fans, you know, they're the ones that somehow get it out there, more so than the media. You know, and I don't know if it's because of the marketing of the Dallas Cowboys or everything else, but here's one thing I'm going to tell you. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this because it's nuts for me. Let me, let me just preface what I'm going to say Sounds incredibly nuts. And ask Cuervo. I've said some pretty crazy things on this show. Okay? Cuervo, have I said some pretty crazy things on this show? Oh, you'd have to go back and listen just to believe if I told you. Those that don't know. Yeah. The nuts things I'm going to say, this one's going to be right up there. And by the way, some of those nut things that I say come come to come to fruition. All right, so just keep that in the back of your mind before we're going to go to Sonny Clark's second revelation. The Dallas Cowboys right now, especially with the Zeke thing going on, especially with the Dak Prescott thing going on and Amari Cooper, those three guys have one thing in common, and that is they all want slash need contracts. Okay. We're going to go slow here because there's something that's going on in Dallas that I recognized last year. And it's so far left, it's crazy because the Dallas Cowboys have been known to be a football team that could be known as the Dallas Convicts. Okay? We've talked about it on this show. I mean, God, if it's not one guy being murdered or being a murderer. Uh, being a wife beater, girlfriend beater, just being stupid when they drive their vehicles. They just can't get out of their way of being just the convicts, the Dallas Cowboy convicts of, of the past. I'm going to tell you right now, and I don't know if it's because Jerry's older. I don't know is if um, maybe his son is having a little bit more of an influence about what is happening with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys standing firm on Ezekiel Elliott and his quote-unquote demands about having a new contract, which, by the way, he's not even close to even having to have that discussion, but he wants it because of what happened with Todd Gurley last year and also you know, the, the other signings that happened. 
and another guys that are going to be out there. He wants his cut. But the problem with that is, is that I think the Dallas Cowboys right now are trying to change the culture of this football team. If you look at some of the players out on this football team, okay, yeah, some of them have shady past, but if you look at the newer ones coming along, you look at Sean Lee, look at Dak Prescott, look at Amari Cooper, look at Jason Witten, look at these guys. Now, Jason Witten's been here a while. He's been playing with the convicts for a while. But he was like the only one besides Tony Romo that had that clean-cut, shaven, you know, looking good. Well, Tony Romo's never shaved, so I guess I probably shouldn't say that. But I think the Dallas Cowboys right now are trying to change their culture in their locker room. And that culture is is that we'll deal with the good guys before the bad guys. And Dak Prescott's going to get his contract, and Amari Cooper's going to get his contract before they even accept it working on the, the contract for Ezekiel Elliott. But here's the thing. Even if they did work on Ezekiel Elliott, there's a contract proposal right now out to Ezekiel Elliott. They don't need to get off it. Because, first of all, they didn't even have to even offer it. I mean, I want an extension doesn't mean I, the Cowboys have to say, okay, we'll give you one. The Cowboys can say, <laughs> okay, you want one. Okay, we'll give you one. You don't like it? Tuck Tibby said the kitty because guess what? The Dallas, I think the Dallas Cowboys are trying to change the culture. Look who they're going to pay. They're going to pay a Dak Prescott. They're going to pay this guy 32 to $34 million to play football, regardless of what out the numbers out there. 40, that $40 million was just a stupid number. Bluff to get him down to the 32 to $34 million that he'll sign for. That's just what's going to happen. It's all about the signing bonus anyway. We all know that in the guaranteed month. So it don't matter what the average it is. It's stupid to even talk about it. But also, they're going to go to Amari Cooper before they even get to Ezekiel Elliott. They're going two guys and bad guys, and they're giving Ezekiel Elliott one contract offer, and that is it. And, but what that also does is changing the culture of this football team and says – Bring me your good guys. Bring me your good guys that can play the game instead of the culture of what the Dallas Cowboys used to be. Bring in the punk thugs that can get the job done. You know, we'll pay you astronomical and we'll deal with the -the off-the-field problems. I think the Dallas guys, the revelation that I have right here, Cuervo, right now, it is August 17th, 18th. I think the Dallas Cowboys are trying to change the culture of what the image of the Dallas Cowboy player is. Notice how I said player, not the Cowboys, because the Cowboys are marketing crazy. But the players themselves, Cuervo, this could be the charter membership of the good guys. And if you're a good guy and you can play, we'll pay through the nose for you. And we will have a team of good guys. Now, will it completely happen? We all know that Jerry Jones does it. He has, he has that itch. He's, he's like a gambler with too much money in his pocket at one time. And you know what I'm talking about. They'll just spend and spend and spend, you know, at that one time. So if you can keep Jerry's nose away from the shiny new, new toy that would be a player that is so good but has got the worst reputation, if they can keep Jerry away from that guy, they can change the culture of the locker room and change the culture of this football team because guess what? It's at the top with Jerry or with uh, Jason Garrett. It, you know, it, you know, uh, you know, just a perfect you know character guy in reality. Cuervo, 
he's not the blood sucking, you know, head coach driving you nuts, losing the mind out on the side of the football field. You know, you're messing up and you'll get into his face. Uh-uh. Jerry, uh, Jason Garrett, first of all, has never been that guy. And I think we're seeing the changing of the guards. But all they got to do is they got to keep Jerry Jones in, in the the funny farm when he starts thinking and when a player like a, a Ray Lewis type of player becomes available that he just can't go crazy and snap up and try to sign the guy. If they keep up with the Cuervo, we could talk about the Dallas Cowboys being a good football team and also being a good character team. And I also think as far as Ezekiel Elliott is concerned, and the new contract slash extension that he wants, if there is not some kind of behavior incentive involved with that, they're making the biggest mistake of all because right now he is your red, you know, redheaded stepchild for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I, honestly, uh, that's something that I've also been thinking, not to steal your thunder, Sonny. I, I, I just think because we've been doing the show together for so long, we kind of just think on the same page here, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's very clear that uh, that the Cowboys are are looking to change the image and and the reputation that they have based on the history of you know, the type of player that they've allowed to stick around in the past. And yep. Jerry Jones, I think, you know, I think it's I think it's a combination of Jones, you know, Jerry and and um, you know, maybe Jason Garrett has some sort of influence in it too, but. I think it's just gotten to the point where they've said, look, enough is enough. Um, every time we give guys like these uh, opportunities and second chances and third chances, it's never worked out. You know, never I worked mean, out. Everybody from, you know, guys how many, like, how many Super Bowl championships have they won since the 90s? How many years? They're on a 19-year drought, and that's all Jerry Jones is about, right, Cuervo? Yeah, that's, that's all he wants to do is get more rings. I don't even think they've made it to the NFC championship game, uh, let alone made it to a Super Bowl. So yep. that tells you how, how you know, hungry they are to, to wanting to change, like you said, the culture in Dallas and, and go back to being their win ways. And so, um, you know. Might as well do it with good I, guys, I, right? Well, I mean, I think, I think that's, that's the, absolutely the way to do it with good guys. Guys with good character. Uh, obviously, you know, very talented, but uh, also a character. And, you know, and I get it. Like, it's it, fine that nowadays because, even, you know, a lot of times the most talented dudes are always the biggest troublemakers. And mm-hmm. that's that it's, it's hard because you have to get away from the mindset of to have the best players. You got to have the best players. It doesn't always work. I mean, think about it. Think about the teams that have been winning championships do they do they have you know the best wide receivers do they have the best running backs do they have the you know the answer is no so yep but what is the one position Sonny that has always been constant as in okay well you have to be absolutely sharp at this position it's the quarterback absolutely think about the quarterbacks that have been winning titles uh we're not even going to talk. Let's not even talk about Brady because that is the obvious one, right? Let's talk about some of the other guys that have mm-hmm. been winning Super Bowls. Okay, mm-hmm. you got you got your uh, Nick Foles. All right, that that is a man of religion. He's good character, uh, not the most talented, but he's got good character. He's a guy that you can work with. 
uh, like you've mentioned about Dak earlier, he's a guy that will learn the system. He does exactly what you ask of him, uh, and he goes out there and he performs, uh, you know, to the expectation even more because he led the Eagles to the Super Bowl two years ago. So, yep, you know, so Nick Foles, prime example. Another guy, Joe Flacco. When have we ever heard of Joe Flacco getting in any type of trouble off the nope. field? Never, not once. Okay. Um, obviously, Peyton Manning. He's right there with Brady, so that's that's an obvious one as well. Russell Wilson. Okay, he won it back mm-hmm. in what 2013, something like that. 2013, 14. Just yep. got, mm-hmm. you know, just got married. Uh, I think I think he's expecting to, if not already a father. Uh, again, another guy. Never hear anything about him off the field. These are good character dudes, Sonny. They're not the most talented, but they have good character. They have high values. Uh, you know, they're family men, whatever, however you want to describe it. Point is, they're not the most talented, but they have, like I said, high character that you can work with. Um, they listen, uh, and those are guys that you can that you can make things happen with. I, in all reality, I think Dak is a guy that could potentially be that same type of guy. He's just got to have, you know, he's just got to get you just got to get the the right people out of there, uh, and, and and bring other guys of of a high high character, positive influences around Dak. And I think if the, if the Dallas Cowboys do that, Sonny, you're going to have something special down there in, in, in Dallas. And, and, and it would change the whole outlook of this football team. I mean, it, you, you can even look at Matt Ryan for crying out loud, even though he didn't win the Super Bowl. He was in there. I mean, just, you don't hear anything bad about him. Now, the guy that you might want to argue about maybe would be a, um, would be, um, a Ben Roethlisberger. But now he's married. Now he's settling down. You're not hearing that. You heard some stories, you know, about when they were there. But still, really nothing that ever really stuck. You know, in reality, Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about good character dudes, right at that quarterback position. Whether it's Drew Brees, Andrew Luck. I mean, you're listening to these mm-hmm. things. These are all Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks that have done it. And you and you can even go back to the years of Steve Young. Hell, even Eli Manning. Although I can't stand the guy, uh, great character dude. They ain't, I mean, you can't say anything as far as character is concerned about Eli Manning in a bad way. Just can't do it. Um, you know, so when when you keep going back, and I am, I'm kind of just sifting through the Super Bowls. I'm going back in order, and I'm looking at the quarterbacks that have won championships. Are all decent dudes, decent dudes. You know, in reality, I cannot find one bad boy. In reality, I that won the Super Bowl. I mean, it, you know, Cam Newton, even to a certain point, he was a good dude when they were in the Super Bowl. Now he's got his problems, but you know, but you know, even you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, obviously they didn't have the the huge quarterback that that did any, you know, I get, I don't want to say did any good, but you know, you looked at the quarterback for that football game. In reality, you didn't go well. You know, this this is a bad dude. So it is. It's it's very simple, and it has to start from the top. And I'm not even starting the quarterback. I'd go with Jason Garrett. And I think, like you said, Jason Garrett had a lot to do with what was going on right there at that time. 
I mean, Kurt Warner. Go back to the Kurt Warner day, Cuervo, when they went to the Super Bowl and won it. You know, it's it, it, crazy things like that. And I am. I'm all the way back to, let's see, I'm at Super Bowl 34, and I cannot find one bad quarterback. You know, I can find a few on the losing side, but not really bad, bad, you know, per se. But I'm, I'm just looking at all these guys. These are all character dudes. That is what that Kit Prescott is. You can you you got to bring and you got to start. And here's the thing: why not start now, Cuervo? You got to change the culture of your football team. You can get good character guys and spend the money on good character guys because if you're gonna change the culture, it just doesn't happen overnight. You got to change it, and and that's where I get back to Jerry Jones. Can Jerry Jones be the leader in changing that culture, or is it his son in reality that is doing that? Because the itchy trigger finger that Jerry Jones has, you know, you, you look at it, you, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, in, and you, you look at it, the Dallas Cowboys, if they get their stuff together, they can turn into, I, I'm going to, I can't believe I'm buying, I, I don't know how much I'm going to buy into the next statement I'm going to say, but the, the Dallas Cowboys could be the next New England Patriots at the NFC. Take a shot on the guy. That is the problem, child. And if they continue doing their crap, they'll get rid of them. You know, you give them, you find that one guy, but don't pay him a lot of money. See, that's the difference between Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick says, I'll take the shot on you. I'm not going to give you that crazy salary that you want. But if you want a shot to play on my football team, you'll do it at my price, not your price. And that, and that's, that, that's, you know, they could turn into that one. So, but right now, Fans who are the problem. I, I mean, we're putting it out there. I think the fans are the problem because that's what Jerry listens to. He doesn't listen to anybody else. He usually only listens, but once the fans start talking about him, the fans won't let him do build this football team the way they, you know, with those big stable guys. Um, that you know, you got to find those teams because they're the ones with the talent, but. I don't know if Jerry. I don't know if Jerry Jones is capable of saying no to the big shiny new toy that's in the in the corner, and you know, and look at it and say, "Hey, look, character." But they could get that guy and mm-hmm. say, "Well, you can have the league minimum, or you know, two or three million, not twenty million." Um, if Jerry can change that, that's how you change the culture of this football team in reality from top to bottom. Yeah, I think Jerry needs to stop listening to the outside noise of what uh, people that don't work uh, in the NFL and have never spent one minute uh, in the NFL business, uh, you stop listening to those people, all right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like me telling you, hey, Sonny, uh, um, I think you have a fever. Am I a doctor? Can I diagnose you with with having influenza or having, you know, some sort of other uh, virus. No, I'm not a doctor. I can't do that. So yep. for people that, you know, that are, are, you know, the good idea fairies out there that I like to, I like to use that, that term, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, that, that think they know what's best for, for an NFL franchise. And if you've never worked in the business of the NFL, you probably don't know what you're talking about. Even, Look, I, I give my opinion every every day on uh, every show that we do. Doesn't make me right. It's just my opinion. So yep. I don't know better. I don't know any better than the next person. I just, my, you know, 
what I do when I come on this show, Sonny, I give my opinion. You know, that's what we do. Doesn't I'm not an expert. I'd love to think I'm an expert, but I'm not. So my point is Jerry's got to listen to football people, people that actually have been in the business, they know what they're talking about, and can give relevant recommendations, relevant advice to Jerry Jones and say, no, hey, Jerry, wake up, dummy. This is what you need to do. Um, Slow down, brother. Slow down. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's, that's, yeah. You get it. There is something to be said that just because you got the money, okay, doesn't mean that you have to spend it. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sure, and I could be wrong, though. I I might be wrong in this. I don't know. Bill Belichick has an open checkbook. I mean, look what he's done for this football team. I don't think anybody's really questioning him in the front office on his personnel moves, except maybe this last one. And they them keeping that, that wide receiver, uh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's back again. Oh, my God. Cuervo. Cuervo. Josh Gordon is back. This guy is like a cockroach. This guy's not going away. Just goes to show. If you've got some kind of talent on this uh, in this game, you can go out there. Now, I'm not saying he's going to make the team Cuervo. That part, you know, we, we can sit there and debate that all uh, day he long. He might. But he just, yeah, exactly. He just, he just might. Um, come back now, you know, will it surprise you or me that this guy is unable to, to not stay out of trouble? Yes. So I'm wondering, and, and this is my little tease is we're going to move into the top of the hour here fairly quickly, but my tease on the other hour is what does Josh Gordon got? We'll talk about that because I've actually been looking at what Josh Gordon has. We'll talk about that, but I, I'm just wondering in reality, if Jerry Jones can take the step back. Because Lord knows we know Jason Garrett's not making any personnel decisions. He's coaching the football team, if that's what you want to call it. But the question that I have, Cuervo, and mm-hmm. you can go back to the Bill Parcells days with the Dallas Cowboys when, listen, that guy turned that franchise around on the, first, on the thinking about what a football team is. Okay, then they bring in a bunch of other ones, you know, Switzer, Campo, all these other guys, okay, who weren't worth a damn nickel. Um, Wade Phillips, and he's gone, unfortunately, just he's a great defensive coach. He's just not a good head coach. Jason Garrett, what does Jason Garrett have that we don't, besides, you know, stock and chapstick, where he decide what flavor <laughs> he should kiss Jerry's, Jerry Jones' ass on any given week? What does this guy have? And, you know, I'm getting back to the what my revelation. He's a good character dude. This is not a guy that's ever been in trouble either, Cuervo. This is a guy that just wasn't a good quarterback, you know, not good enough to play in the NFL, but can get the job done. But I'm just wondering what it is because you look at the same thing. Look at their offensive coordinator, Cuervo. Phil is a good football player, good, good character dude. But that's my next mm-hmm. subject here on the Dallas Cowboys, Cuervo. What the hell? Well, Sonny, this, we talked about it a little, little bit last week, Cuervo, about the offensive coordinator, yeah. but there's been some things, you know, being talked about him. And it's not just coming from one place or another, Cuervo. We're hearing lots of stories about that. Well, all I'm going to say before, before we take the break is, you know, the, as the old adage says, uh, as, as it goes, those that can't do, teach. Yeah, Exactly. 
But so. I, yes, I, I I get that. I get that. I, I really do. <laughs> but but, but I Garrett's go back the to exception, the, huh? Yeah. But yeah, but Cuervo, you look at it. Look at the head coaches in this in this league. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at the head coaches in this league. First of all, half of them didn't play, and the one but. Had there really any been any great player head coaches? I mean, great. I mean, we can talk about the Chicago Bears when they went to the Super Bowl with um, – oh, crap, his name just slipped my mind. Um, not Marvin. Um, um, not um, – crap, I see Lovey? his face. It's right. Huh? Lovey Smith. Bears went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, Lovey yeah, Smith. Smith. Yeah, huh? Lovey Smith. He was a pretty good player. I mean – you know, he, I can't think of any great, you know, really great players that are coaches in the NFL. So I catch your point. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, well, you're not going to find that. You're not going to find that now. Uh, I wonder what that's all about. Of, I mean, I don't know if it's ego or, you know, they don't want to ruin the reputation of what they did out on the football field by going to destroy it by being a coach. I don't know. I guess if you're no good at, at at the quarterback position when you played the game and you could turn a franchise around, then maybe you look good. Maybe that's the, that's the legacy they want to try to leave. Hell, I don't know, but we, we, we're, we're not talking about, you know, great. great. I, I don't know. Is Tom, is Tom only a good football player? I don't know. I mean, I, it, you can question whether or not he's a good coach I don't even think he played, Sonny. You know, I don't I, think Mike Tom never played in the NFL. I, that might be. That might be. But – I think my point is being is being heard or seen here. You know, we're not we're not talking about guys that you know spent you know many years out on the gridiron putting in the sweat hard. You know, it's usually the guys that are out there you know pushing the players to be a better player. You know, that's an interesting point. I think I'm going to ask a a gentleman who's the sponsor of the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team, Mr. Melvin Bullet, former he, but he teaches young kids you know, the basics and, and things of that sort. So I'm wondering, I, I'm going to ask him about that. We'll bring him in. We don't bring a lot of guests on, but at least he's relevant and he's also a sponsor of the Eagles. But yeah, we're not seeing a lot. We're not seeing a lot of those big name, you know, guys going out there and getting it done. But, you know, but the days of the Dallas Cowboys, Cuervo, you know, I, you know, being known as the Dallas convicts, I think we're, I, I think we're actually getting away from it, you know, you know, we we still have problems. Don't get me wrong. We still have guys that, and I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is one. But really, I, I'm, you know, right. the ones that they have, they don't have, or have, or had, they don't have here anymore. So that, mm-hmm. that that's that's an interesting thing to look at this football team and see where they are. But also another tease up on the other side, Cuervo. We're talking Dak Prescott and what he does for this Dallas Cowboys football team. Is he better than Carson Wentz? That's and you know we're we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at that on the other side. So we've got a couple of other things up on the other side uh, of the uh, first break here that we're going to look at, and we are we're going to start it off. We're going to go Dak, Carson Wentz. What is the difference? Who is the guy? Are they good enough? I you know you know you, you, you is one better than the other, or is it you know, and we talk about guys, you know, they say, is it the, is it, um, uh, looking at Tom Brady, is it what they got going on over there or is it the head coach? You know, is it the system or the head coach or is it the quarterback? There's a lot of things to talk about that. And we'll do that. We'll take a look at that on the other side 
as Dak Prescott and Wentz. These are guys that are in the NFC East, and you know both of them vying to get the championship. I'm up on the Dallas Cowboys side that they're going to win. I think even uh, Cuervo's on. I think you got Philadelphia, don't you? Um, in no, I also two. have Dallas winning. No, nope, yeah, I have you Dallas have Philadelphia well. in second. Yeah, so so we'll do that. So. Let's do that. We're going to take our first uh, first break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll take a look at Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. Who's better, who's not? Who's better for their football team? Who's better as far as getting the victories? And, that's, and, and let's be honest, it's about the tick. It's not about the quarterback. It's about the tick underneath the W side. And I'm a big believer in that in reality. So we'll do that. We're going to take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, let's talk about that. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com for more information. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. Experience counts when buying or selling your home. That's why more and more DFW residents use Keller Williams Realty than ever before. Contact Jeremy Morgan of Keller Williams as he has access to thousands of buyers and sellers right here in the DFW area. Jeremy will help you find the best home that fits your specific needs and lifestyle. Find him at LakeRayHubbardRealEstate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan Realtor of Keller Williams Realty. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. 
With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costlow Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com.
million dollar high school football stadium. God, I can't even believe I'm even saying that. But we get to open it up as we opened up the McKinney ISD new football stadium last year with the Rowlett Eagles at a $63 million price tag, um, it, you know, in that one. So, hey, we're just we're just taking the tour. We're taking the tour of what's happening out there. So, that having been said, we don't have Cuervo back, but I got Hey, it's Bryce on a Sunday morning. Good morning, Bryce. Are you are, are you ready for the end? I mean, I, I, I don't know how many minutes that you've watched the preseason football. I've watched just the, the highlights, if that's what you want to call them. But I haven't spent one minute watching the games. Are you ready for the NFL? I am ready for the NFL. I can't wait for the season to start. I've watched both my Pittsburgh Steelers preseason games. And did you just say sixty-four, fifty-five million dollar high school stadium? That's yes, blasphemous. Yes, I did. I, that was that wasn't. Yes. <laughs> that was. Not, you I, you I must not be. Admit. You must be located in Florida or Texas. Yes, we are in Texas. That's exactly where we're <laughs> at. You and you know, you can sit here and we can do the Stephen A. It is. It's crazy. That, that we hear that, but yes, last year we opened up a $62 million stadium. This year we're opening up a $65 million stadium right down there in the Dallas area. That is correct. Hey, Sonny, I, I hate to, I hate, I hate, I hate to be, to get political on this show, but more people health care? No, nah, I can't afford that. $65 <laughs> million dollar football stadium? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we See, can I mean, do for that. high school students, give we me can that. Figure that out. <laughs> yeah, we can we'll figure that figure out. Figure that one out. Hey, hey priorities <laughs> in life, you know. There you go. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> have priorities in life. Sunny, I'm looking God, forward to this. God in Texas football in that order in Texas. There it so, is. There you go. In, in that in that order. In that order. In that order. So, Sunny, I'm ready. I'm ready for the season to start. I'm ready to watch my Pittsburgh Steelers. I've watched both preseason games. What did you get games. out of the preseason games there, Bryce, with, for, with your Pittsburgh Steelers? I, I know I, – I don't know anything except the final score. Um, as far as Pittsburgh was concerned, they were at home. Uh, they got the victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, so you watched it. I, I mean, again, I, I can care less about these games because they mean nothing. If they meant something, I'd watch it. The only reason why I watch it or see the, uh, the highlights is the worrying about people getting hurt. Well, here's the way I look at pre. I, I like the preseason, Sonny, and here's why. Because I've come to believe that when it comes to team building, um, one to twenty-two is important. Of course, you, your starters are your starters. Everyone knows that. But you really win Super sure. Bowls twenty-two to fifty-three, and so you've got to really find the guys that are going to build your team. And I Absolutely. think you need four preseason games to do that because you give these guys a chance to come in, and if not for your team, put something on tape for other teams. I don't like this idea of cutting the preseason. I think they need to make preseason games cheaper. They should be $15, $10, and just come and enjoy the game. Um, having well, they said fill that, them up at $100 a ticket, though. Even the, I looked yeah, at those preseason games. Hey. There were people in stands. Bryce, I didn't hardly see. You know, when I was watching the highlights, I could hardly see an empty seat there in in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean the stadium's not full. Listen, it's preseason football. Four games is fine. You don't have to play your starters. You don't have to play them. Just you, they yep. and the league is and. I am with the league on this. I like the rule that after you don't have to cut down until after the fourth game. 
So you get 90 guys. You can sit the starters. They don't have to play. Yep. And then and then you get a good look at these other guys that you're going to need because you got to see what they can do on tape. Um, so so when I think of the Steelers of two games, I've seen some good things. I've seen some things that are eh, quarterback battle. Um, Josh Dobbs and Mason Rudolph are battling for the number two job. I think Mason Rudolph is starting to separate himself. Josh Dobbs, to me, when I watch him play, is very, as a passer, not as a runner, as a passer, is very Flacco-like. He's very much like Flacco. Good deep ball. Um, He doesn't, I mean, obviously Flacco is an elite deep ball thrower, but in terms of style, Flacco, I mean, uh, Dobbs can throw the deep ball, but in the intermediate stuff, he is wildly inconsistent. And I think he'll set a win at the number three quarterback. Um, Pittsburgh doesn't have a backup tight end. Yeah. I think they're still waiting for I Xavier agree. Grimble, who I think Grimble at the moment, he's a big body guy. He works hard. I think he can block. He's just too inconsistent. Um, they, they're just, he looks like an NFL player, but they need to get NFL consistency from him. Um, they, I think they, the secondary. In, oh, wait, wait. You're, you're, you, you just skipped over. Just really quick. Xavier Grimble, we, we can talk about him on the Vance is going to start. McDonald, right? Vance McDonald. This Vance is going to start. Vance is going to start. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. Locked in. It, it, exactly. Okay. I just making sure maybe I'm, I and I thought maybe Lord knows I don't keep deep track and may, someone gets traded and I didn't know about it. That wouldn't uh, surprise me. Go ahead, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think there's been some good things there. Backup tight ends have been – Wildly inconsistent, so they're gonna to have to make a decision there. I look well, at the secondary overall. Them, right? Say it again. They got five of them, right? I mean, some that don't they yeah. got like a boatload of backup tight ends, don't they? Yeah, but they're but 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 they've been injured, and you know you got Gentry, um, who they drafted, but you know he's a young guy, he's a converted quarterback, so there's not a lot of experience there in term behind Grimble, and then Grimble's inconsistent, so. That leaves a yep. little bit of a problem. Um, Kevin Radar is out there. Is, is he doing it? You know, Kevin Radar has been. Oh, he hasn't been. Sonny, he hasn't been very good. He, how about, he how just, about Scotland Williamson? Is he is he showing up at all? That, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah, got five of them. Know, I've been hearing he's doing some good things at camp, but you know the games. He's still a developing player, so you got to see there. Um, the, yeah, that's that's a that's a backup tight end. May you may see a trade from the Steelers. You know, maybe Absol- they might absolutely. go to your they might go to your former team, um, your favorite team, and get O'Shaughnessy, the backup tight end. I think that's a name that could be good for from the Jaguars. Um, maybe they pick him up. So we'll see. Um, I okay. think from a secondary standpoint, they've been, I, you know, they've been tighter in coverage. They ran some more man against Kansas City. They've definitely gotten quicker. Steven Nelson. Has been pretty good in camp, so him and Joe Hayden are going to manage the corners. Bush doing their 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 trade up guy, which was the by the way, which was a beautiful move. We haven't had time to talk about it, but it was a beautiful move to bring in uh, Delvin Bush Jr. Uh, right there in the secondary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's playing well inside linebacker. Um, yep. But he is. He's been everything is everything is advertised so far. Um, you okay. know, he can scrape. He takes on blocks. His size doesn't bother bother him. He's physical. He's he's, he's quick. Mark Barron looks like he has added some speed. So, you know, we'll see. Um, Ola Adenye, the backup outside linebacker, was having a really good camp. Got hurt, tore his meniscus. No, 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 strained his meniscus. So he's 
He'll be out two to four weeks. Got to get him back in the fold. Um, I like what I'm seeing so far. A lot of depth at offensive line, which has been good, but I think you need to watch backup left tackle. Steelers have a lot of right tackle types, but I don't know if they have a true backup left tackle. Okay, I'm so sure you've got that the out. Pick. That could be – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure you got the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this division. Cuervo and I differ on oh, second, so... through, uh, second through fourth. I have – Cuervo has the Ravens in second, Cleveland in third, and Cincinnati in fourth. I actually have Cincinnati in second with Baltimore in third and Cleveland in fourth. What, what's your look at for the rest of the division? Sonny, as that guy on ESPN says that we love, I think you need to be drug tested. Um, <laughs> uh, only because, <laughs> because you feel Cincinnati will be second. Can't do it, Sonny. I do. Come on. They, they need A.J., though. That, that, the A.J. is a big, big, big component of that. And you got to go back and listen to my North. I actually think I made some pretty good points on that one. Just go back and listen to that one in the archives, the NFC North, and you'll see why. Um, but, yes, I have them in second. So who do you have in second? Until I see otherwise, you know what's interesting? On paper, the Browns look like a more talented team than the Ravens. But uh-huh. – the Ravens have a style. You know football is about momentum and identity. They've got an identity. They know what they're doing. They've got a style. It, it sickens me to say it, but they're well coached. Um, uh-huh. And I just think when it comes down to it, Baltimore knows who they are, and the Browns may still be figuring that out. Therefore, I think I'm going to go right now with the Ravens at number two, Browns at three, and the Bengals last in the division. Okay, all right. So I got you're right the there. I picked for winning you're, the division. You're right there with Cuervo as, as far as the picks were concerned, and uh, so you got to set that. I, you know, I, I think I think with the new coach and new new thinking, new style could change because that was a team on the cusp for many years, just couldn't get up over the hump. There are a lot of other reasons why I felt in. I'm just, it, it's a hunch that I got going on as far as since that, but. They need A.J. Green. They don't have A.J. Green. That is uh, – that, one, that one's going to hurt. Remember, so, de- depending on that uh, injury is going to be the big deal. Remember how you used to get on me and say, stop trusting Blake Bortles and the Jaguars to get it done. Mm-hmm. You would get, yeah. get fired up. Now yeah. it's my turn to tell you to stop putting any and all trust into the Cincinnati Bengals. They are oh. a clown organization. They are a clown organization. Ran by a clown. You can't trust anything that team does. They cannot be trusted. They will break your heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that I look like the genius I think I am um, in reality. Um, now, now, granted, that that is a comedy story. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a comedy story as well. But, you know, it is what it is. But uh, always good to talk to you, Bryce. Anything else you want? Because I know you didn't have a lot of time, and I don't want to – deviate from what you were talking about. It's 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 fine. I do want to ask, when will you have the show, when will the show, what show will you be picking your division winners for each division and making your, oh. your probably playoff predictions and all that? Well, the playoff predictions is the one. We have already done all the divisions, um, and we give the last few weeks of preseason for us to change our mind. We will actually go through our change our mind uh, uh, game, uh, 
uh, episode, not next week, but the week after that. It will be our opportunity to change any picks. Right now, I I want to pick one, but it, it's it, I don't think I don't think I have enough to pull the trigger to change it. Um, but um, I don't know Cuervo since he's here. I see him on the line here. Uh, it, it, in a couple of weeks, we're going to do the change of mind. Is there anything that you've picked so far that you question your picks there? Well, first of all, it's good to hear Bryce again. Uh, hope, hope, yeah. hope you're doing well, my friend. Cuervo, uh, what's up, man? Not much, just uh, you know, like like Sonny mentioned, we're we're breaking down the divisions we just finished actually, and um, you know, just just getting that itch, you know, scratching that itch for football. Uh, Steelers yep. looked pretty good yesterday. Uh, I know it's only game two of the preseason, but you know, you got to like what you see from uh, some of the depth that you guys have. So, uh, I, yeah, I think I by do. the way, by the way, let me just put this out there. You know, that being said. Kansas City losing that game. Again, I don't have a lot of trust in what I see, but if you're the Kansas City Chiefs with the expectations of what you got going on, you can't go into that game and not, you know, at least put up a good uh, performance. And uh, let's just be honest, they didn't. They got their asses handed to them, 17 to 7. It's bad enough you only got seven bo- points on the board, but you got beat uh, by 10 in a preseason game. Uh, that tells you the backups and all the other things. There, there's, there's room for improvement big time there, uh, Bryce. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't really put a lot of stock in the win-loss column of preseason games, but I like the fact that Pittsburgh was flying around. I thought, I thought we, the offense turned the football over a little too much, but they also got the football. They forced three fumbles and recovered them all. So, you know, that's a good thing. Cuervo, I need you to help Sonny get off the drugs because he's picked Cincinnati to be second in the division, Cuervo. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> Bryce, you got to go back and you got to listen to the episode, man. I, I tried to, I tried to, I had a hold on the drugs, and Sonny just had <laughs> such a strong grip he wouldn't let yep. go. And, 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 it's and, it's and the strong forearms getting, I have. Yeah, and, and the wrist getting stabbed on accident, I had to let go, and I was like, you know what? You, you had to let go and let him get and let him get his high in because <laughs> right. he has to be high. I think the Bengals are going to finish better than the Ravens and Browns. Go yeah, no. and I listen to it. <laughs> I have zero love for the, for the guys in stripes this year. I can't do it. Oh, I'm, I'm, with okay, you. So, I'm right there with you, Bryce. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay, since you already picked, I guess I will go through. Well, uh, you know what? Okay, in a couple weeks, I'll, after the preseason, I'm going to call in and I'm going to give my division winners okay. and, and my wild cards. But uh, let me, let me get to keep... the other two. Yeah. We'll put them on record for you. How does that sound? Yeah, we got I got them all written down. We got them all written down. Now, now that having been said, you know, it wouldn't be the Couch Potato Sports Show without crazy predictions. But you know, one thing about this show, and Bryce, you can even attest to it, sometimes my craziness comes true. So you got to watch out for the, 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 uh, um, the couch craziness because sometimes I can pull one out of my butt, you know. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, right? <laughs> right. Hey, I mean that's why we have the show, and that's why you guys do a great show. It's always fun. It's always fun to call in here and talk some football with you. Sounds good, Bryce. Thanks for we joining us it, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And week number one, we kick it back at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, Central Standard Time, which would be ten your time. Oh uh, yeah, ten, eleven. Oh, ten to one. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yep. So 
We start that on week number one. He's Bryce. Thanks for joining us now. That being Thanks, said, Josh. of course, that's the name of the show. You betcha. Take care. That being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Uh, we went ahead and we teased over the the top of the hour. We had Bryce here for a couple of minutes. Wanted to be able to get him in. But there, there is quarterback, uh, you know, when you look at the NFC East, you know, you look at Eli Manning, you know, definitely on the downturn in his career. That, that's, no, one, no one's going to question that. I, we don't even know really in reality who the quarterback is. I, I, now, when I say that, of course, I am completely joking. Um, we do know who the quarterback is in Washington. But, I mean, really, we don't. I mean, the simple fact of the matter is Colt, Colt McCoy, Keith, uh, Keith, uh, Case Keenum, whoever it's going to be, not really there. The, the best two quarterbacks in the division is with Philadelphia um, as Carson Wentz and the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. But the question is, Cuervo, when you look at those two quarterbacks, and these are the two teams that in reality when we're looking at the NCs, both of you, both you and I have the Dallas Cowboys right there on the top. Of course, I got my uh, catch craziness pick with Washington. That's just a gut feeling I got going on. I think it's obvious who I think the better quarterback is just based up on the standings where I got Philadelphia. You have Dallas and Philadelphia in one, two. I have Dallas, Washington, and Philadelphia, Philadelphia in third. And this all comes from the fact of the quarterback position. So I guess I'm going to ask you, Cuervo, when you look at Dak Prescott and you look at what's going on with Carson Wentz, who do you think is the better quarterback? Right now, Sonny, I, and, and it's only for one reason. I would take Dak over Carson Wentz right now. And I think the I think it's obvious what my one reason is. Health. I can't yep. trust Carson Wentz right now because of Absolutely. his his durability. He it's just not there. Had had it been a one time deal when Carson Wentz, you know, blew his knee and stuff like that, and he came back last year and had a, a strong uh, uh, comeback season and was was right there in the thick of MVP talk with, with Mahomes and stuff. Then I I would take Wentz over him with uh, no doubter. But because of the fact that Wentz has gone down the past two years, I can't trust him. I can't trust him right now. So right now I would take Dak. But I'll tell you if if Wentz has a good season, um, my mind can change real quick on that because I am I am a Wentz fan. I was a doubter. Uh, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I was a doubter on Carson Wentz just because of the fact that he came from a Division II school up in North Dakota. Um, I just those, those quarterbacks rarely, rarely pan out, Sonny. I mean, you only get so many Kurt Warners from Northern Iowa, you know, to come into the NFL and and, and just become, you know, a star in the league. And that's what Kurt mm-hmm. Warner did. You know, he embraced his opportunity at an older age, and, and he made the best of it. Uh, I mean, it's it's a hell of a story if you go back and you and you read about Kurt Warner and the journey that Absolutely. he went through to get to get to where he was in the NFL, and now he's a Hall of Famer. I yep. mean, t- determination, hard work, however you want to describe it. Yeah, Northern Iowa. So you don't get very many stories like that, and, and for Carson Wentz. You know, Division Two school, North Dakota. I know they were the best of the best in Division Two, but still, it's Division Two. So I had my doubts about Carson Wentz, but I tell you, he's he's proven me. <clears throat> Sorry, you okay? You I got okay? that bug like you get. 
I yeah. got the bug, the Sonny Clark bug. Yeah, he proved me yeah. r- 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 wrong. Yes. He's proving me yes. wrong. Well, the simple fact of the matter is, is that you're right, Cuervo. It's about durability. And, and But when you're looking at the stats, you know, if you love that quarterback rating thing, then you might have a little love from Carson Wentz over Dak Prescott. Okay, you can love those all day long. Now, only two years with Carson Wentz, obviously. Two years not making it into playoffs. Uh, one year not winning the Super Bowl, and the other not winning the Super Bowl. Um, so you, you look at you look at these things, Cuervo, and you you got to ask yourself the question when you are looking at a Carson Wentz. It, it's not necessarily about the yards because when you look at Carson Wentz, you know he's he's thrown for over sixty. Uh, I think yeah, sixty-three hundred yards in two seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott's thrown for more. I mean, in in the last two seasons, um, but right. uh, the touchdown, the touchdowns, twenty-two touchdowns for each season for Dak Prescott. Now Carson Wentz had thirty-three before he got hurt, uh, not last year, but the year before, but only twenty-one before that. I mean, so. And then you look at interceptions, okay? Eight interceptions for Dak uh, last year, 13 for the year before, and Wentz only had seven for last year. So you're looking at the numbers. They're comparable. Now, granted, if you look at the stats and you say, well, the stats, yeah, the stats right there, they, they say it, it is what it is. But it's all about their ability and who's out on the football field at the time when you got to put it to the test, Cuervo. And unfortunately, it wasn't Carson Wentz. Now, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have uh, led him to the Super Bowl, to a Super Bowl win. I'm not saying that because we'll never know that. I mean, we can sit here and speculate all day long. I mean, who's the better quarterback in reality? Is it Nick Foles or Carson Wentz? We could actually have that debate. But the simple fact of the matter yeah. is, is that Nick Foles was never the starting quarterback for this football team. At least, well, hold on. He was the starting quarterback because of the injury, not because – they're saying, oh, yeah, we need Nick. You know, we need Nick to start these football games before Carson. That wasn't the case. So, I mean, you can still argue it. I mean, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, he didn't win Super Bowl. You know, he, he didn't win a playoff game. You know, you know, Nick Foles was the one that does that. And you can say all that stuff. But really, it's about the W's at the most important time. And when you are not there at the most important times, you, you can't put your name in the ballot of being that guy. Dak Prescott mm-hmm. took a football team that was completely lost with Tony Romo. Listen, I love Tony Romo. I mean, he sits there and calls the plays before they're happening out on the football field in the booth, okay? It's not like this guy's not smart. He knows the damn game. But he's Tony Romo, Cuervo. All right? He's not there when it's important for his football team. And when he is, he gets hurt or he gets injured. Boom. It's Tony Romo all over again. And the simple fact of the matter is, is yes, the Eagles got that Super Bowl. They're lucky they had Nick Foles. He just couldn't get the job done the second year, but he made a good damn showing, or he's not going to be making that huge money that he's making down in Jacksonville. I mean, he's got the Jaguars pooled. Yeah, I said it. And that being said, <laughs> you have to look. You have to look at Dak Prescott as the better quarterback out of the two because of the durability because you can't prove what you are or how good you are if you're not out on the football field. So we can sit here and say all day long, you know, we can, we can have, you know, we can look at Carson Wentz and we can have that for him. But when it comes down to the brass knucks, and that's brass knuckles, if the folks that don't know, 
When you come down to the brass knucks of it, we don't see enough of Carson Wentz the last two years to say, yes, he is the guy. Now, you want to live by stats, you can go ahead. There's one stat that only matters, Cuervo. It's the tick underneath the W. That's it. And don't get me wrong, Wentz has a lot of them. Yes, he does. Uh, however, he sh- he should have a lot more if it wasn't yes. for the injuries that he's been going through. So, you know, it- it's the woulda, coulda, shoulda argument. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to use that against Carson Wentz because, you know, it- it's it- injuries. I know that it happens. It's not like he asked for it, but yep. you can't change the fact that it happened. And so it is what it is. Like, I, I know some people hate that saying, but look, it's just, it's the truth. So 24 games know. and 32 out of 32 in the last two years, square vote. That's not enough time out on the football field to even make yourself in, in the, you know, discussion of being the best quarterback in the NFL, never mind in your own division. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, the injuries never happened. Um, like I said, I don't think there's any debate. I think Carson Wentz is, would be, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of Dak Prescott. But yep. Carson Wentz's career has come to a screeching halt because of the injuries. And, you know, it, it's, it's very similar to the Andrew Luck story. Where, yeah. You know, he's fighting, he's fighting the shoulder injury. Look, it took time, but knock on wood. Yeah, you hear it? Knocking on wood. I'm knocking on my, I'm knocking on my head. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but knock on wood that Andrew Luck stays healthy. Uh, he doesn't have to go through that again. And people will once again see the quarterback that Andrew Luck truly is. And that's why I think if Andrew Luck stays healthy, Sonny, I know we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'm going to call this shot right now. Um, Andrew Luck's a dark horse MVP candidate for me. Oh, my God, yeah. stay healthy. Uh, oh, my God, yes. And, and it is. It's that big two-letter word that, you know, either makes or break a, a career in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. If you can yeah. do it. And, and <laughs> exactly. right now, and Cuervo, maybe I missed it because it's pretty easy to, you know, get things past me. It's it's very easy. But I didn't even realize that, it, you know, that they were having a problem with, Andrew Luck and the, and the injury. I mean, he got through the season last year, Cuervo. And, and listen, by the way, you know, he, he didn't he win the comeback player of the year? And if he didn't, he should have. He sure did. No, he did. Yeah. He definitely so, did. so, yeah. So I didn't necessarily <laughs> know that Andrew Luck is still having problems well, as far as I, well, as injury is concerned. Well, I don't, I don't know if he is, Sonny, but I think the Colts are playing it safe, and they're just like, you know what? Nah, we're not going to take that risk. Andrew, you stay right there. Uh, you're not going to play uh, much preseason. So I think, I think the Colts are being well, maybe a little overly cautious, but they're being very cautious about it, and they don't want to risk anything happening to him. Because, look, in the past, we've seen it happen every single year, Sonny. A big right. name goes down in the preseason with a, with a bad injury, and it just completely changes the scope of a football team. And I don't think the Colts need to risk it. I don't think they want to risk it, and I don't blame them one bit. Now, with that being said, you have week three. That's the dress rehearsal, right, coming yeah. up this week. I think you'll see Andrew Luck for two series. Um, but not like most teams where – 
all the starters will play the first half or, or the first quarter or whatever the case may be. I think you're going to see Andrew Luck for a limited time just because I think Frank Reich, the head coach, is like, no, I'm not risking it. There's too much on the line. If he goes down, he takes a hit, something happens, it, it's, the Colts are done if he goes down. Tonight. Cuervo, and that's why the noise is going on. There's some kind of injury. Now, this is really interesting for, for that, <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm looking at this. They can't decide what it is. Is it a high ankle sprain that's bothering Andrew Luck right now? Is it a Achilles? Is it a calf? And according to reports, he's going to miss the entire preseason. So it depends on oh, what well, you believe on what's going on. But here's the huge thing. And, that's not so and bad. And the good Yeah. Here's the good thing. It's not the shoulder. Forget all that other crap. You can't have mm-hmm. Andrew Luck's shoulder being the injury problem. So as far as the calf, Achilles, or quote-unquote small bone, they don't quote-unquote know for sure what it is. They know exactly what it is, Cuervo. This is really simple. I don't think it's an Achilles. We know about it. Now, did he strain his Achilles? That quite possibly can be. And we know – all you got to do is look at Kevin Durant on the Achilles with the strain coming back too early. Now, guess what? We don't see Kevin Durant until the playoffs next year um, before he can even hit the court if they are actually going to do it. So right now, the Indianapolis Colts are in a huge, huge disadvantage of not having Andrew Luck, but actually it's an advantage, especially if it's not an Achilles. If it is an Achilles, not seeing them through preseason, that's absolutely fine. Listen, Andrew Luck is smart. Andrew Luck does not need training camp, okay? He needs the practice. He'll get out on the practice field. He'll he'll wear the red jersey. No one will touch him or they'll get cut and, and everything else. So I'm not worried about Andrew Luck being a quarterback in the NFL and Will he have, quote, unquote, rust? We saw what he was able to do with rust last year. He just oiled up and went out there and did it. I w- and by the way, that being said, if I was the owner of this football team, I would say if anybody comes you know, close to him, cut him. You don't want Andrew Luck done. Now, is that good, bad, or indifferent? Well, guess what? You don't have a choice in reality. What, you, we talk about who else are you going to get, right, Cuervo? All right, you, we can talk about the backup situation. You know, really, in reality, it, you are right. I look at this Indianapolis Colts football team, and I think they are the dark horse of everything. We got them both winning the division. Of course, that's with our understanding that we're going to see Andrew Luck for 16 games. But if they don't have Andrew Luck for 16 games, it's very easy to see Houston slide in there or, you know, but because right now you and I both don't trust the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. And that's not because of the quarterback position. That's because of the whole team position. But when you got a team that is so dependent on the quarterback position, like the Indianapolis Colts are, if you don't have him there, it will make the improvements that they made on the defensive side of the ball go away because they'll be out on the football field way too much, Cuervo. Yeah, there's just, I mean, there's just certain risks in the preseason that you can't take. And I didn't necessarily know that the Andrew Luck injury was, was what it was. I had heard something happen, and 
they weren't sure if he was going to play uh, a whole lot in the preseason. So now that you're saying all this and that they've completely just like, no, he's not playing at all. Um, I think it's, I think it's the right thing. I, I mean, would it be good for him to get in there and get some reps? Sure. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Uh, do I think he needs it though? Man, not necessarily. Um, uh, it, it's, it's more of a, you know, a want is in it is a need. And it's not like Andrew Luck's a, a rookie that he needs to get in there and, and get reps like, uh, you know, like a Kyler Murray uh, or this freak, this Daniel Jones kid who people are in love with now. Yes. Uh, yes. Based off of preseason games, which is funny. God, to me, but. God how dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, but Kyler, I'll tell you what, Kyler Murray didn't look very good the other night against the Raiders. Uh, yeah, in that, in that preseason game, he didn't look Big good at surprise, all. Surprise, right? That yeah. that that kid needs a lot of work. You're going to see a lot. I think you're going to see a lot of him in this in this third uh, preseason game. I think you just uh, say three say, quarters. If they can kick yeah. Cuervo, you're yep, going to see. Yep. And and this is unheard of in preseason on that third game. You're going to see three quarters of them because they don't have the time. The Arizona Cardinals don't have the time. This is a football team right now that has been predicted by you and I both being on the bottom of this division. That guy needs some That's right. reps, some real reps, some real game time reps. Because in reality, if you expect the the, the Arizona Cardinals to move out of last place in in this division, you know, I don't think it, so, Jim. It, I don't see it either, Al. I think you, Al. I didn't. I don't see it. But what was unheard of? And what they're already doing down in Arizona, Cuervo, because mark my words, that guy's going to play for three quarters, and this guy is just putting himself out there to get injured up on top of it. Never mind the fact, um, you know, they they rolled the dice with the new coach, rolled the dice by trading their first-round draft pick quarterback from last year to get this one. I mean, you want to talk about a game of crap that is going down in Arizona? You watch. He's going to play three quarters, and I'm going to tell you right now, any more than two in this, in that, even the third game, any more for him, you are putting your franchise at risk because you, you bet the farm on Kyler Murray in reality with Arizona because really when you look at Arizona and what they got going on, uh, which, by the way, is not much, uh, all you got to do is take a look at that football team and ask yourself the question. You got the good guy. You got your number one draft pick, your second quarterback, but who is behind him, Cuervo. Cuervo, it is ugly in Arizona. If we see Kyler Murray go down in this third game, and especially if it's after the third, you know, after the third offensive drive, everybody's going to say, well, what was he in the game for? <laughs> yeah, what was he in the game for? It's because he's not that damn good, <laughs> good and he needs good. the rep. You know, you know good, good Lord. This is easy. You, the, the reason why a Kyler Murray would be in, in the third quarter in a preseason game is because he needs some real damn reps. And then you realize, whoop, we might have made a mistake. Because if you don't feel that good about Kyler Murray going to week number one, you're going to the third week at the preseason game, and he's playing in the third quarter like I think he will, you are in a lot of trouble before you even have your first official kickoff of the season. And uh, really, let me see. There he is. There he is. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's very hard to judge, like, as far as the amount of time certain guys should get in the preseason. Because injuries are 
happen. You can't predict them. You can't yep. you can't predict injuries. And that's that's no, the you tough can. part. Yeah, you can, Quervo. We're already predicting uh, Carson Wentz to go down. It's not when he's gonna it, it's not if he's gonna go down, it's when. <laughs> yeah, but I mean <laughs> But we don't know we don't know if it's gonna happen or not. Come on. We don't actually know that. I mean, it'd be great. I got twenty dollars in my pocket. I got twenty dollars in my pocket. I get Carson Wentz get get injured before before the end of the season. You want a little of that action? <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, I do, but not against you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, so, yeah, yeah, we, we get the we get the luxury to try to predict it, and that's the key word is try. Um, but you know, you know, Arizona. I mean, listen, listen, I, I got a guy down there right now. Okay, I talk to regularly down in Arizona, and this dude loves the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my God. There, there's no better football team besides the Arizona Cardinals, and he even thinks he sucks. So, you know, he, he, you've, got, you've got a situation down in Arizona where you've got Kyler Murray being the, you know, let's, let's be honest, the second coming of Christ happened down in Arizona when they got Ky, Kyler Murray, and, and, and it it's going to be an ugly season in Arizona. It's going to it's going to be frighteningly ugly in Arizona. That having been said, Cuervo, of course, that's the name of the show. Okay, one thing mm-hmm. I want to get back to the Dallas Cowboys because I didn't see this before right now, and this is not a good thing. Headed Ezekiel Elliott's way after the game. The Arizona, uh, the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, after Tony Pollard, uh, Pollard's uh, performance in the game, said, "Zeke who?" And that's in quotes, ladies and gentlemen. That is in wow. quotes. And guys, I'm going to tell you right now, it, and this team goes three and zero in the first three three games of the season, Cuervo. Okay, they're going to love it. They have the Giants. They have the Washington and the Miami Dolphins. Cuervo, they should win those three games. We won't see Zeke. And if we see Zeke, it will be by Jerry, Tur- Jerry Jones' terms, not what Zeke wants. And if Tony, if Tony Pollard is good as they think he is, uh, we, wo- we won't. And here's the thing. Even if Pollard gets hurt, it will get Zeke back on their own terms because Zeke's not stupid. Hey, well, hold on. Let me, here, hold on. Beep. Let me back up here. Mm, back it up. Zeke, Zeke, up. Zeke yeah. is stupid, but he, he's he's gonna end up signing because I, I I hope he's stupid, Cuervo. Because you know what I want, Cuervo. Let's go back to the Dallas Cowboys because I didn't get to talk about it. I want I want one thing for Jerry Jones when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott. One thing. What do you think that is, Cuervo? This guy's been spitting in Jerry Jones's face. This whole training camp, after this guy backs his bullcrap nonsense that he did last year uh, over in Vegas, and you know, standing up all the uh, uh, you know, all the uh, appeals and things like that to try to get the six game. You do you realize what this guy did for you? And this guy has got the I'll say it the Ball to spit in Jerry Jones's face by not being in the training camp. This is, you know, you know what this is, Cuervo. This is really simple. It's one thing, Cuervo. It's this for me. This right here is the biggest 
insult I've seen in a very long time. Listen, I'm not a lover of Jerry Jones. I think the guy's a cockroach, okay? All right. But when you got a guy that's been standing up for your stupid nonsense, Cuervo, and you got enough to hold out on the guys, the only guy that believed you or trusted you or stood behind you, I, it, 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 it is such a God. I, I can't believe this. And not only that, Cuervo, I can't believe the, the Cowboys came back with a, an extension offer. I would have said, listen, you're under contract. Shut your mouth. Get in camp. And if you don't, we'll just charge you out, and then we'll run these rookies through here, just like we did when we grabbed you, just like when DeMarco Murray came on. After his rookie contract was up, we shipped him out, just like guys right before that at the running back, because that is the thinking in Arizona or in Dallas. We get a nice rookie out of uh, we get a nice rookie out of the draft. We'll wear him out, and we'll go get the next one. Now Ezekiel Elliott, a little bit different. He's definitely better, but guess what? His rookie contract's nowhere even close to being done. And we have Ezekiel Elliott doing what he's doing, disrespecting the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you know, it goes to show, Sonny, what money, how money can change a person or the, uh, the opportunity to have more money than you ever imagined you would have, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it really, it really, it shows your character, and and, and that goes back to what we talked about earlier. Now, for for Zeke, it is about the money, and mm-hmm. that again, that that really shows his, you know, what he values, and it's himself, yep. money. So what that tells me is that he's not a very much of a team player. Absolutely. You don't you don't want guys like that on your team, you know. Nope. Just like a car, it's like, you know who I compare it to is Carmelo Anthony in the NBA. You know, I mean, oh my God, you, you and I were on the same brain waves right now, Guerrero. This is scary because as you were saying that, I said said to myself, man, this just reminds me of Carmelo Anthony. It's it's amazing. We gotta... Yep. <laughs> but, but because it's true, it's true. Yep. Look, I mean, it, and that's why that's why. I can't believe that this happened, but when the Chicago Bulls traded for Carmelo Anthony, they didn't even want him on the team. They traded I for know. him, they got some cash in return, and they dropped him. Yep. And you know what? I'm so glad they did that uh, because there's no way that that Chicago Bulls team was going to survive. Not that they were any good, but it would have just made things that much worse if Carmelo Anthony would have ever shown up in a Bulls uniform. Uh, yep. So, uh, you know, at least they got that right. You know, they haven't done much else that was good, but at least they did that part right. They got some money, and they didn't even allow Carmelo to become a distraction or a cancer in the Bulls' locker room. So, uh, yep. he's a very self-centered person. He's all about his money, and, and that that shows always been the that type way. Of guy. And, and that's and that's why that's why you. You know, his career, I'll tell you, his career is probably done, Sonny. I don't see him ever signing with an NBA team because he's going to ask for too much money. And I think Zeke Elliott is going down the same path, and he's going to find himself out of the league, unemployed, wondering what the hell happened. Well, the only guy you can blame is the guy that you see when you look in the mirror. That's the only person you can blame if that winds up happening. So you can sit there and you can cry all you want on on 
you know, on national television or on social media or any other platform that you feel you need to speak on. But oh, Cuervo, I'll tell you, you the only that? guy. Did you see that Carmelo Anthony getting on with Stephen A. Smith? Did you see that nonsense? I mean, I sat there and and, and by the way, I never had very much respect for for Stephen A. But I, you know, Stephen A. was just you know puckering up. He he bought some chapsticks to kiss this guy's behind. I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I, I I have actually sat here and thought in my mind that Stephen A. Smith, you couldn't beat him when it comes to to the to the NBA. You couldn't. You could not question what it. But I watched that interview that that Stephen A. had. With, I thought this guy was was smooching all the way through this contract, Cuervo, because you you look at you look at what this guy this guy was. What do you mean? I can't start on on any team in the NBA. The first well, yes or no? You said no to many, and you're only going to go to a few because you want to play with your boys or your pals or whatever the case may be. All right. Are you telling me that you'll head on over and play for one of the worst teams in the NBA so you can have a spot? I don't think so. Okay. And it is, Cuervo, it is about the money. It, it, you, you, we can sit here and argue about it all day long, but you're talking about a guy that made last year, 2018, made $25 million and the guy played in what, 10 games? Oh, boo hoo, Mr. Carmelo Anthony. I'm feeling really bad for you. You know, so, you know, 25 million, you play 10 games and no one wants you. Listen, I, I, I would I would be the outcast. You could put me past the boom dot. Put me further out there for the 25 million. Give me a break. You know, it, 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 see, and that's the problem with today's athlete, Cuervo, and especially in the NBA. The problem with today's athletes is they don't care about the game. They, you know, it, you, you can you can sit here and talk about it all day long, but it's not about the game in reality. It's about one thing. It's about the money, and if you get the championship, so be it. Because here's what I'm going to tell you what I think. I may be wrong, but I don't think. I don't think I am. J- Michael Jordan, uh, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas. You go back to those guys, goes back. Them guys, if someone said, hey, take a pay cut, it'll do good for the team and we can win a championship, I think they'd break their leg to get over there to do it if they, if they thought they could win the championship. But today's NBA player, I just don't think we'll see it, Cuervo. And that's the different mentality. And it's not just in the NBA, Cuervo. Of course, it's in the NFL. Of course, the NFL, it's all about the quarterback position, bringing all, those money, all that money home. But at the same time, you got wide receivers making $18 million a year. I mean, come on. I mean, hearing those numbers, it's crazy. So that's, that's the difference between today. It is. It's about the money. Now, is that their fault? We can sit there and blame that on the, it's not their fault. But we can question their motivation and their drive. If it all is all about the money, wonderful. You know, you want to play that way, great. If you win a championship, great. Would you take a pay cut to win the championship? That's the big question. And as much, and I'm going to say this about my boy, and I know I'm going to, I, I am going to get emails for what I'm going to say. Okay, Cuervo? So be mm-hmm. ready for it. Damian mm-hmm. Lillard. Damian Lillard is going to make $42 million a year. Okay. 
42. Now, I'm not questioning – I, 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 and, and here's the reason why I'm going to get the emails. I know his brother Houston played in the indoor game, loved Houston, and, and even loved Damian Lillard. But in my mind, I'm wondering if Damian would give any, give any amount of money back in order to get that guy that will put you over the top to win a championship. I just wonder. Because I don't believe I don't believe in today's athletes, especially in the NBA. I don't believe in passion. I don't believe guys play with passion. I don't believe guys play balls to the wall like we used to see back in the day, and even up to the point in the 2005 where Vo balls to the wall and in you know looking at Kobe Bryant, yeah. even when that guy was broken down, Cuervo, this guy would give his left nut for a victory. I'm telling you right now, it all it, uh, the the last player I've seen with that kind of want to win. Is Kobe Bryant, and I can't stand that guy. It makes me want to puke every time I see him. It just I I just want I just want bitch slap this guy. I don't like him, but I love the way he plays the game, and and, and that's what we're not seeing in today's athletes. Whether it's basketball, football, we're not seeing that give everything you got to get the W. We just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, there's very few far in between guys that that really dedicate themselves to. To what they do, because nowadays, you know, it's it's strictly a job to them. It, it's not, yeah, uh, you know, something that they do for the you know, like how like Michael Lee always used to say, played for the love of the game, and and I mean, yeah, I mean, he deservedly was the highest paid player in the league for a long time, uh, but uh, but you've seen why, but, though. yeah, you see why, but you know. What a lot of people don't realize or, or people don't want to see is that as much as he, you know, got paid and whatnot, there were conditions uh, with Michael uh, for him to continue to play at the level that he played. Uh, prime example, like you, how you were talking about playing with, with passion and, and, and taking cut. Because uh, I, I bet you he probably could have made even more money than what he did. Uh, oh, from just there's the no question. I think Kirk here's came out and said that. It, it, the owner's his name's Kirk, right? Uh, no. Well, the, the owner's Jerry Reinsdorf, but Jerry Krause was the GM at the time. Yeah. Here's the deal. There were two individuals that absolutely had to be there with him in order for him to continue to do what he was doing. Scotty Pippen, Phil Jackson. If those two weren't going to be there, Sonny, Michael was not having it. And that's why the minute that they knew that Phil Jackson wasn't coming back, Michael already knew, like, that's it. It's done. Like, this is, this is the end of it. This is the last ride. And I think going into that 98 season. Do you think Phil would have stayed if season, Michael wasn't coming back, Cuervo? That is, I'm just interjecting that really quick. Do you think, do you think Phil would have stayed if Jordan wasn't going to come back? It's the other way around, Sonny. Michael would have stayed had Phil come back because right. they talked about it. They talked about, you know, I wanted – I heard it from Michael's mouth in an interview. He's right. like, I would have loved to come back for number seven, maybe even number eight, whatever. But the organization made the decision. They were moving on from Phil Jackson, and I don't know why you would do that, but they did. Mm-hmm. You know, Kraus let his ego get in the way. Uh, because time. he felt like he felt like he wasn't getting enough credit 
uh, for the success that the Bulls had. And that's why Phil Jackson got pushed out the door. And what bit Krause in the ass was that he didn't realize that Michael was going to be right behind him. Then Scottie Pippen is gone. And yep. everything just fell apart from there. And that's why they Question. went from the champions to first, first pick in the draft. Cuervo, would Phil Jackson would have stayed if Michael Jordan left? But that, see, but that's the thing, Sonny. Michael would not – if Phil was there, Michael's not going anywhere. It, Michael – I'm just throwing hypothetical. I know, I know they had the love for each other, okay? I'm just throwing the hypothetical okay. out. Do, right. do, you, do you think that Phil Jackson would have stayed in Chicago without Michael Jordan? I mean, he did it once, you know, when Michael, quote-unquote, retired – for the year and a half that he did. Um, so to say that he wouldn't do it again, I, I don't I don't know. Cuervo, that was the self-imposed that was listen, that was the self-imposed suspension so they didn't have to bring the light that Michael Jordan has a worst case of gambling than anybody ever. Okay, so we can Sunny, argue Sunny, back and forth with that that was and that's why I said quote unquote Retired. <laughs> I know that. I know what it was. And you know, for okay. years and for years, I didn't want to believe that that's what it was. Oh, and God, the more yeah. I read and the more I the yeah. more I listened to it, I'm like, man, you know what? I was like, I bet you, I bet you, it was a suspension. That's exactly that's what it was. Suspension. It was a self-imposed. It was a self-imposed suspension because they did want to bring to the light that the players were gambling, and that's what it is. And, and, and listen, you don't have a big ass cigar hanging out of your mouth and sitting at a poker table, and, and you're not betting. Okay, you're you're, <laughs> you're not just spectating and watching. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to see him turn the card over. Yeah, right. Um, but but it is. Mm-hmm. But but that's also Phil knowing that they are going to listen. Everybody knew that. That Jordan was going to come back. I mean, that, that was that was written in stone, and that's the reason why. But if he wasn't going to come back, I wonder if we would have remained to see Phil Jackson at that. Listen, I, I, I'll say it because I know this is horrible, um, but I believe it. I, you know, Phil Jackson wouldn't have went to the Lakers if he didn't have Shaq or Kobe. Just wouldn't have went. He wouldn't. He, he wouldn't have went to Chicago if he didn't have. Jordan and Pippen. He just wouldn't have went. And then we can sit here and talk about how great Phil Jackson is. You know, you know, you know, the triangle. Everybody loves the triangle. It's all about listen, in that game, that was about the player. I don't I, I, I don't believe for one second that Phil Jackson is the reason why they won championships. So I'm sorry, I might be the minority, but it, it was about the talent. Because guess what? He just got two of the best players in the NBA. Go do it again with the Lakers. Oh, he's a great coach. Oh, you know, you know, he could do anything. Oh, how about if I go, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll get paid millions of dollars to be a GM over in New York. And, oh, guess what? I fell on my face. I just I don't believe the hype of Phil Jackson. Never have, never will, but the result is, and I can't, and I can't, he's got, he's got what? He's got rings on, on both hands. So, I, you know, I can't deny the championships, but I'm going to tell you right now, if that guy was called to the Bucks, you, you wouldn't get him out there, okay? You wouldn't get him in Milwaukee. 
Okay, you wouldn't get him, you know, unless they had that marquee player there. Now, how he got that that reputation of, you know, well, I'm only going to coach the best. I don't know. It just it just seemed to work out that way, Cuervo. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I, I, I get it. I, I, I get I get it because you want to know what I think. I know I know what you want me to do. I'll push this button right here. For me. No, for me. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of blasphemy, but you know, it's okay, Tony. I I I respect your well, opinion. I I, 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 I must have missed some meds. Uh, a scheduled med that I was supposed to take because uh, you know, I, I, I guess I, I'll say it. I'm not impressed with Phil Jackson. I, <laughs> well, you know, and that, and that's that's actually been brought up quite a few times. Is just you know, was he really that good of a coach, or you know, because he inherited such great teams, which led him to 11 championships. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, because he had he had two of the greatest uh, duos. In the NBA history, well, he had the number one duo first. Let's let's go ahead and throw that out there. But look, Shaq and Kobe were—they were no slouches. You know what I mean? Like Shaq and Kobe were great together. It's unfortunate that they that they you know had a falling out at the end or whatever. But um, but they but when they when they won those titles together, I mean, it was it was they were unstoppable. It was special. It was special. Without without question in. You know, and, and I'll go back to the I'll go back to the year. I mean, you know, when, when the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong in my timing, um, but when uh, Shaq left, I mean, I think Phil stayed for one year. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong in that. And so, the success just wasn't there, was it? I, if I'm not mistaken. No, actually, they won two more titles because uh, uh, that's after Shaq left, uh, Pau Gasol came in. Oh, and that that's was Kobe's right. right hand man. And Which, they beat yeah. the Yeah. They beat the Celtics one year and they beat uh I think it was Orlando when Dwight Howard was, yeah. was young, young guy. Uh uh back in like two thousand nine or something like that. I can't remember. Now, Paul, so yeah, the Pocasol was probably yeah, you know what? You can talk about Dirk Nowinski all day long, but Casal I think just blows him out of the water. Maybe it's me. Uh, maybe you know, yeah. Maybe I'm look at Dirk Nowinski as he, you know, what else are they gonna do? Who else do they got? So the guy's gonna shoot, 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 and that's all he does is shoot, 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 shoot. When you have Casal and Kobe on the same one, you know, yeah. I, 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 th- I think I put Casal as one of the, if not the best foreign player out there. Um. Yeah, besides Dirk Nowinski, yeah, I, I never, I was never much a believer in a Tony Kukoc. You know, he was just a body, uh, a big body. Um, but uh, oh, come on, Sonny, 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 Sonny. You see, you see, you know how to push my buttons, Sonny. He, he could pull, he could pull up, he could shoot a jumper. I'm just playing with you. Yeah, you're exactly right. I was trying to push the button. The guy, the guy could shoot the jumper. I was, I, I was wondering if he'd pick up on that. Yeah, I, I shouldn't have done that because I know you're smarter than that, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh but uh, no I no I don't think Co- I don't think Coach is better than Nervinsky. So, you know, that's kind of but, but I mean, he was a vital mm-hmm. part of those those Bulls championships as well. You just sit, you sit there and say that all day long. He was a piece. He was a cock, you know, in reality. But um but yeah, interesting stuff, you know, where where we're at here as far as, you know, coaches and everything else and man, we 
man, we just took a left turn. God, I love this show. We just took a left turn off the NBA highway or the NFL highway, and we, we went on the NBA highway. This is awesome. I love this show. Um, <laughs> that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Let's take the last break. We'll come back for hour number three on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're covering the – we'll get back to the NFL because there's a lot more news I want to talk about the NFL. We'll do that. We'll take the quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Find out how Merchant Masters, DFW, specializing in small business companies, can help you save money and protect your customers' information with our credit card processing and point-of-sale systems. In 95% of our cases, our services save our clients money. So, what makes Merchant Masters, DFW, different from all the others? It's an integrity-first approach to each client we work with so you receive the very best including financial savings, lowest possible rates, superior technology, and improved support. So claim your free audit at MerchantMastersDFW.com for more information. Merchant Masters DFW, different from all the rest. This is Sunny Clark Radio, voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking you, are you tired of weeding through all those realty sites? I have a better way, and it can be right in the palm of your hands. Download Jeremy Morgan's app from the web right to your phone. Just visit jeremymorgan.realtor or visit him on the web at www.rayhubbardrealestate.com or give him a call at 214-236-2914. That's 214-236-2914. Jeremy Morgan Realtor from Keller Williams Realty. This is Sonny Clark Radio, voice of your Raleigh Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunny Clark Radio, voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. 
bright accents, and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. REMAX agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a REMAX agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus, two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Man and Sports Radio, as we are here at, you know, our regular scheduled time in the offseason, noon to three. Catch us for the next couple of weeks at that time. Raleigh Eagles Varsity Football kicking it back into action a little bit later on this month. We'll be there for the game as Raleigh Eagles will take on the Prosper Eagles. And that we're all set and ready to go for. I've been I've been jazzed and ready to go. Now, that having been said, of course, that's the name of our show 
we we talk about it all and we'll look at a lot of things and there's you know news that is out in the the NFL that we have got to probably take a look at and uh, um uh how do you say it uh, give give a little respect that is out there uh sometimes we don't do that but uh want to go ahead and do so so I want to head on over to Cincinnati former NFL running back Cedric Benson at one point, he was one of the most prolific rushers in NCAA at the University of Texas. Right here, he died in a motorcycle accident here in Texas. He was 36 years old. Uh, big story here, obviously, because of his ties to the University of Texas. So uh, just to get that out there for people that are, that, that have there. Uh, that know about it. Again, Cedric Benson, uh, you know, running back. He was a Cincinnati Bengal at one point, uh, lost his life in a motorcycle accident. So I uh, want to show the proper respect and get that news out to them and things of that sort. So looking at that kind of thing, is uh, it's kind of sad uh, because of the ties of what happened here. So uh, some of those things. So some other news that's out there. I just, I just wanted to get it out there. Sometimes we miss on that. It's, you know, so, so I, I, I'm, I have been been told that, you know, I'll avoid the sad story, and, and I will. I, I, I will go ahead, and I will um, uh, just avo- avoid the sad story. So um, that being said, there's a lot of things that are going on in the NFL. Uh, one of them regarding uh, when, when Cuervo gets back with us here, um, the uh, Bears release. Uh, a kicking well, they they have a kicking competition going on up there. So uh, the kicking uh, competition is now over with uh, Eddie Petrino being the winner, and the Bears announced that they have released Elliot Fry from uh, the in-season competition is now basically over for Chicago. And Chicago, obviously, with the kicking stories that they have. Um, you know, from last year missing, you know, you know what I'm saying. You just go back in the history and see exactly what's ended up in there. So, um, but uh, there's some other things that are going on there um, uh, as far as the um, the uh, NFL is concerned. So we've had a lot of games, a lot of uh, preseason games, but one of the interesting signings that has happened and I'm going to start on this story because Cuervo is not here. I don't know how much of the story is, you know, huge. But I will tell you right now, the Philadelphia Eagles did the right thing here. And, 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 and by the way, when I say this, this is not anything that, that says that I believe for one second, by the way, that, um, that a quarterback – in the backup position is going to do what a Nick Foles did. That is not their job. Their job is to get a quarterback and Josh McCown. And last week, Josh McCown was saying that he had the itchy trigger finger, wanted to get back into it. So Josh McTire, retirement lasted two months. As the Philadelphia Eagles signed him to a one-year deal on Saturday. So he's coming out to join. And listen, you can say whatever you want, but 
his 17th season is the biggest insurance policy for the Philadelphia Eagles. As we were just talking about, where is Carson Wentz? Is he better than, than, than Dak Prescott? I will say that the quarterback position is better now in Philadelphia as it is in Dallas. But if Dak doesn't go down, that's really irrelevant. The backup quarterback position in Dallas is, is, is ugly, ugly, ugly. Let me just say it again. He's ugly. It's ugly. That having been said, Cody Kessler left the game on Thursday night with a head injury. I don't know how much of a concussion it was. But McCown, in reality, is going to be that insurance policy that they had. Again, Josh McCown is not going to win you a Super Bowl. He is not Nick Foles. He's not anywhere close to Nick Foles. But that is what a guy in Josh McCown brings to your football team. Okay? He's not the guy that's going to win the Super Bowl. But can he win you a couple of games when you need it? Yes. But do they go into the playoffs without Carson Wentz and then they have him? Josh McCown will not last in the playoffs. Nate, uh, Nate uh, Stedfeld broke his left wrist on Thursday night, um, so he's expected to return late September. Cody Kessler, with the possible concussion over there, uh, makes the backup quarterback position huge, uh, a huge red mark. And, and I'll say it, Josh McCown is the right pick here. He is your a traditional pocket passer, and this guy's never starter. He is your backup quarterback with a lot of time at the starting quarterback position, which is what you want in a backup position to a guy like Carson Wentz. So, you know, Nick Foles, he backed up Wentz for two years, led the uh, Eagles to four playoff wins, including the first Super Bowl. But in 2018, um, uh, left to Jacksonville. Uh, to get there. So uh, ESPN actually hired Josh McCown in reality to be an NFL analyst on the day that he announced that he was calling the quit. But now he put the broadcasting job on hold, you know, sort of like a Jason Witten kind of thing going on there. Uh, so that was, the, that was the, the, the big thing there. I, I like the move. I really do because it was, it was a move that was needed. Um, because you don't know. And Josh McCown, not the best starting quarterback, but he is, that is the type of backup quarterback that you need. It's much better than a rookie um, in reality, unless you got a lot of high love on your rookies and stuff like that. That's who I prefer. So, you know, Philadelphia does the right thing there. So McCown, third round draft pick by Arizona back in 2002 out of Sam Houston, where my son goes to school. Uh, he started 13 games in the season twice for the Arizona Cardinals in 2004 and once for the Jets in 2017. McCown's best season came in 2013 with uh, Cuervo's Chicago Bears, where he is 3-2 and two as a starter, completed 66.5% of his passes for 1,829 yards and 13 touchdowns and only one pick and a passer rating of 109. That's when he signed the big contract after that, which – didn't really ever amount much to anything. But that just goes to show you have a brief window to show your worth in reality in the NFL. Josh McCown did that, took advantage of the monies that he was going to get because of that, and obviously not the guy. So interestingly enough, that is something there. 
But I'm going to tell you, I want to get back to the Dallas story after the and, – and, and you can say that, that Jerry Jones may have had a genie hat on because he was high. And I, I'm, you know, hold on. Maybe he was high. Maybe he was smoking as uh, one Stephen A. Smith, so weed. I don't know, but whatever he was smoking, he loved Tony Pollard in his first game as he, he got, I don't know, I think he had four carries. It was like uh, 16 yards or something like that, and he had a lot of bad luck. A lot of bad luck for Tony Pollard. But, you know, you say whatever you want, okay? The Dallas Cowboys, with their running back position and what they got to do in order to be, you know, huge, uh, to be good, you would think it would be Ezekiel Elliott. But right now, Jerry Jones, he was joking when he says it, but, you know, you you look at the whole thing, and he says, who? Now, Zeke, who? So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can look at it. Paul, you had four, uh, five carries for 42 yards, one touchdown in the preseason game against the Rams, uh, against the number two and number three. So, you know, I look at it and I have to ask myself the same question, okay? When you got the seconds and thirds, you know, anybody with any kind of, you know, talent there should be able to get the job done. So, but Jerry Jones and his gushing about Paul Yard after the game was a complete, you know, kind of like, I, I don't want to, I don't know how I want to say it, but it was like a revenge thing. It really felt good for Jerry Jones to be able to say Ziku. I really do. I think that was really big for him. I think he needed that. I think he, that, that right there just kind of, but, you know, Jerry was in the driver's seat on the Zeke issue anyway. I think that made him feel like he was right there in the driver's seat regarding Zeke Elliott. And, and I've said it before. You can go on my Facebook page and see what I said the other day um, in reality about, about Zeke Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys, okay? You know, the, when, when you're dealing with a Zeke Elliott, this new contract, is it, it's it, – it, it, to me, it's like the easiest thing in the world, okay? The Cowboys own your rights, and guess what? If you don't show up, you don't play, you play for another, adds another year onto your contract. So, and the simple fact of the matter right now, the Cowboys have Zeke Elliott for the bargain. And here's the thing. With Zeke Elliott and his reputation, Zeke can't drop the ball. Zeke cannot go out and half-ass it, dog it, because that's not going to get the job done. It's not going to get you the contract, especially if you can't prove it. And here's the key to that. You've got to be out on the football field, especially if you're the Dallas Cowboys and Zeke Elliott, if you're going to prove anything or prove that you're worth the money that you want, Todd Gurley money. Got the running back over in San Diego. He wants his money. Okay. We talked about the money issues and where they are as far as the running backs are concerned in this league right now, where they're being paid and uh, a couple weeks back, and those numbers are big. You can sit there and argue them all day long, but those numbers are showing. Todd Gurley, $14.4 million. Le'Veon Bell, $13.1 million. David Johnson, $13 million. 
okay, if you're Zeke Elliott, you're probably wanting that 14.4. Definitely in between Le'Veon Bell, 13.1, 14.4, and maybe even want that $15 million. But we go back to this really simple situation. When you're talking about Zeke Elliott, you've got, I think right now, the Dallas Cowboys are in the driver's seat because they have the option on you. And Cuervo, when you, when, when you have the option and you have the guy, okay, and Zeke Elliott, and you don't have to pay him. You don't have to answer these questions about extensions. You don't have to say, you know, we'll give you your money. But right mm-hmm. now, the Dallas Cowboys are in a, a complete control over this contract negotiations against Zeke Elliott. You said the Cowboys are in control? Absolutely. And they should be. They absolutely should be. Uh, because one player is not bigger than the team and certain individuals don't understand that and that's why they're in the situation that they're in now um, sitting at home wondering well how come nobody's showing any love dude it's not that they're not showing you love this is the getting you to understand that right now is not the time for you to be asking for more money when it's your turn when it's your time all right it's going to happen but until then like you said Get your ass up there, go put on the helmet and the shoulder pads, and go out there and earn your freaking paycheck. So And stop dissing uh, me at every chance that you got by this stupid holdout after I stood behind your ass for your nonsense for the last two years out on the football field. Yep, Not only exactly. that, I stood behind you, spent a lot of money in doing so. So, exactly. you know, hey, it, 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 listen, for you to do an appeal in the NFL, it's not free, guys. Okay, Jerry Jones had to pay out the nose for those those hearings to happen, because once it comes down from the from the commissioner, that's the way it stands until there's an appeal uh, done, and the appeal costs money. So not only that, he put his money where his mouth is when he's uh, you know supporting Ezekiel yet, and putting his money where his mouth is, more money outside of what he's getting paid in the contract. But here's the simple thing: this guy just needs to shut his mouth and play football what he needs to do mm-hmm. okay it's mm-hmm. too bad that your 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 potential talent is you know found out up underneath your rookie co- uh, contract but the dallas cowboys will cut you in a heartbeat and get a new rookie out of the draft next year and wear him down run him to death you know because really in reality that is what the running back position has been called for in Dallas, and not only in just Dallas Square, though, you're not seeing the big-name stars out there. I mean, really, when you look at the top-paid running backs in, the, in, in football right now, I mean, the moth for you, obviously, is, you know, Gurley making the big, you know, the big bucks at 14.4. The next is Le'Veon Bell at 13.1. Now, he wanted $15 million, uh, from the Steelers, and he didn't even come close to that. He got the 13.1 from the Jets. But after that, it's David Johnson at 13.3, and then it's Freeman out of Atlanta at 8.3. Okay? So right now, you you, you talk. There's 32 football teams in the NFL. you got four running backs right now that are being paid uh, more than 8.3 and only three being paid over uh, uh, 13 million bucks. So – 32 teams, you got three over that. Now, you can stay here in our, um, the, the, the dude over in San Diego, uh, um, not San Diego, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, the dude out of there, he's going to want his money. I forget. This is it Gordon? Last name Gordon? Yeah, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon wants his money. 
So he'll get $13 million at least. So that means you'll have four guys there, and Zeke wants that money as well. But at the same time, you're underneath a rookie, rookie salary cap. I will tell you right now, they're getting the best deal out of all of them. And guess what? Barring injury or whatever the case may be, he may end up being the best running back in the NFL or whatever the case may be. But the Dallas Cowboys won't hold on to him. Just ask DeMarco Murray. Okay? They don't care. They run True. running backs into the ground. And that's what the NFL at that position is doing. You're either going to block for that quarterback, your your twenty seven to thirty four million dollar quarterback, you're going to block for him, or you 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 know we'll, we'll find someone that'll do it for, but not for thirteen fourteen million, and they're not going to do it. So, you know, you look at all of that, and there's a lot of things to say about you know Jerry Jones and and his bargain. But the simple fact of the matter is, he didn't even have to answer the question about an extension. For, for him for the next two years. So the fact that he actually entertained it was respect enough for Zeke Elliott, even though he didn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, so that that's going to be a decision. I'm, I'm really interested to see what Dallas is going to do, what Jerry Jones is going to do uh, yeah. as far as that whole that whole situation is concerned. So lots of stuff going on in Dallas. Dallas has got – they are the soap opera of the NFL right now. I mean, because of the, all the people who want their money, all the people that want, you know, want to get paid. You know, you want to get paid, I get it, but at the same time, you got to be there. Now, now this is interesting, and, and I'm going to bow down to the master, and that it would be Cuervo. Because Sonny Clark is a self-admitted idiot, and when it comes to music, I I, I am an idiot, um, especially new music. And um, but there has been some some stuff that has been said out there because of one Jay Z's position now with the NFL. Now I don't know if you heard about this Cuervo. Do you know about Jay Z and his? Uh, deal with the NFL and all this stuff and the, the you know the moving forward at the halftime show obviously Jay-Z probably will have a lot of influence on that but it's more than just the Jay-Z of the musical side and providing the talent at halftime Cuervo this is spun off into the simple fact of the matter is the Colin Kaepernick thing and the social uh, the social injustices that are going on and they you know do you believe the NFL when they go get a Jay Z guy and because I I really I I, I guess I can play played the idiot I guess he's like one of the best things to come along since Fruit Punch. I think he's married to Beyonce. That's the only thing I know about this guy because yes. I don't like his type of music. So let us know a little bit about who Jay-Z is and do you think that the influence of Jay-Z will help with the social injustices with the with the NFL? Um, that's It's hard to tell, Sonny. I mean, it really is. I mean, so Jay-Z is, is very still very influential. I mean, you know, he was his prime in his music career was in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Um, he since slowed down a lot. Um, I mean, he still does music, but it's more like with other people, uh, if that makes sense. He doesn't really do yes. his own his own uh, uh, 
he doesn't make self albums anymore. He just kind of features and you know he gets featured on right. other people's songs. But anyways, um, so he does. I I don't know how much he'll do for the NFL, but I know for the NBA, he's part owner of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, and I think I think that's a big part of how they were able to land both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I think Jay Z right. had a part in that because I think. Uh, they both signed with his sports label, Rock Nation Sports, or it's Rock called Nation. something yep. like that. Yeah, yeah so, you're right. Um, it is Rock Nation. Yeah, well, I know, I know that's that's like that was always his thing. I, I couldn't remember the exact name for it, but um, yeah, I mean, especially especially in the New York area, I mean, Jay Z's huge. I mean, he's a legend, uh, especially him being from from New York and whatnot. Uh, but uh, uh, I think if he actually speaks, you know, because a lot of people they always talk about, yeah, I wanna, I wanna, you know, fight for social you know, justice and blah blah, but you don't ever hear them speak on it. So right. I think if if Jay Z actually comes out and he is verbal about it, I think people will definitely listen. I th- I think he 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 can make a big influence. He just has to take advantage of the. Uh, the namesake, he's able to to be on at his level. And I'll tell you, if he was which he is, uh, he, would, he would bring his wife into this thing too because when you have women involved with stuff like this, people, yes. people listen, especially to a woman's point of view. So that being said, if Jay-Z was, like I said, and he's a very smart businessman, but if he was smart, uh, if he's thinking outside the box on this whole thing, he would definitely get his wife involved. That you know, and that that would be Beyonce and what you know, and what she all is. I know a little bit. I know I know her music more than Jay Z. I'd like to said I knew he was like featured on some music, you know, some musical levels and stuff like that. That part I did know. Um, but I don't know sure. a lot about it. But, but but Eric Reed is blasting this whole situation. I don't know if you've had time to look at it or heard the story mm-hmm. about Eric Reed. Yeah. And folks that don't know yep. who Eric Reed is, this is the guy that took the knee with Colin Kaepernick, a big a supporter of Colin Kaepernick and the social injustice uh, stance, uh, you know, to bring attention to it. Um, but there is a I mean, and and I don't know, I don't know the story. I, I don't I don't understand why an Eric Reed would be against the Jay Z uh, with his impact and what now here's what I do know about Jay Z he's evidently somebody and, and not just not not just a guy this guy is the media mongol that you look at and and he's got the high influence in the music business and what he can and cannot do I guess I'm asking just for my sake. Why does Eric Reed have such a problem with this JC thing? Unless you've heard about it, I've only briefly heard about the problem. That it, it seems like Eric Reed seems to be blasting this guy right and left, and I don't even know why. Uh, do you know the reason why he's blasting this whole situation? Um, you know, you know, JC was is it because he was promised ownership of a football team or whatever? Do you know that story? Um, honestly, Sonny, I don't. Okay, I'm just wondering uh, why he's blasting it. So I, you know, you know. It, now listen, Eric Reed. And by the way, this is a very interesting thing. And, and and I thought about this the other day. 
I was sitting around. I was, you know, Colin Kaepernick was being brought up, and but I was thinking to myself, there there weren't just Colin Kaepernick, the only one taking a knee. In reality, when this whole thing went down, I mean, obviously uh, Reed was one of them that stood next to him. That part, that was the the, the picture and everything. So you, you knew who he was. But they weren't uh-huh. the only two that 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 took the knee. There were many, 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 many NFL players that took the knee. Many, 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 many that took the knee. And it's very interesting that many, 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 many of the many, many, many have an NFL job now. They're playing in the NFL. I mean, so you know, it it it, it begs the question about. We talked about it. I think I even came to the point where I think that the guy being blackballed, that being the Colin Kaepernick. Listen, listen. I, and before anybody gets up on my Facebook and says Colin Kaepernick hasn't been worth a damn for the last three years of his career, I'm right there with you. Okay? But it's kind of interesting how, you know, you know, experiences mirror other experiences. you got Colin Kaepernick and everything in that situation – on what's going on, how this guy cannot be considered at least a backup on any any NFL team. And three years ago, maybe even two years ago, I might have been able to agree with you. Maybe now, you know, being a backup, you know, I still even question that. I mean, it's been three years. I don't trust anybody that hasn't been out on the football field for three years. I don't care how good you are. But I still question – I mean, so it, when you look at Carmelo Anthony, he's asking the same question. There's not a team in the league that wouldn't take me – to be on their uh, on their on their squad, I can't make a 13-man roster anywhere. That, but now I think again, I go back to Carmelo Anthony. You know, you know, is, is this guy going to play for the Atlanta Hawks? Is this guy going to play for you know some crap team that isn't you know making any you know any movement or signs of improvement to be contenders within their conferences and things like that? So I, I look at I look at you know this whole situation with Colin Kaepernick. And then I look at, you know, Carmelo Anthony. But the thing that's really kind of interesting about both of those, when you bring them both together, the, 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 the simple fact of the matter is, is that along with this comes baggage, and it's a baggage that will continue as soon as you sign them. Now, when you signed the Eric Reed, you had one day of news about it, and then it went away. But when, if you signed the Colin Kaepernick, it'd be days and days and days of news. When you look at Carmelo Anthony Cuervo, if you signed it, it wouldn't be just one day of news. It would be days and days and days and days of news, especially after the interview that he had with, with Stephen A. Smith. So there's uh-huh. something to be said about a circus train um, that you get when you get those two guys, you know, at the same time. I'll even go to Tim Tebow. Unfairly, by the way, when I say the circus that would come with him because of religion and everything else, that's what comes with it. I mean, that that one, that one, I'm, I'm still completely off in left field and, about it. But it, it just goes to show it's not necessarily who you are; it's the circus train that you bring with you when you come. Yeah, that's true, and, and you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about as far as character. Um, you know, some guys bring a certain aura to to a locker room and whatnot. And I don't know. So I think the Colin Kaepernick thing is dead. I, I don't see him ever getting on an NFL roster. Um, Do you ever so. think he was? Did you ever think he expected it? You know, after you know taking the step that Colin. Listen, by the way. It took balls of steel to do what he did. I, I'm going to give him that credit all day long. 
Okay, because sure. in reality, this guy was putting his. See, I wonder, just because of the nature of the game, Cuervo. Okay, Colin Kaepernick was a guy who got hit all the time. Okay, it wasn't just here and there. I mean, he was almost. It's almost bad. Is Cam Newton, you know, hitting this guy? You know, and the fact that he couldn't or wouldn't be able to get a job. I don't know how much that really bothered him, Cuervo, and that has always been my question about Colin Kaepernick. Because whenever there was the thing, you never heard from Colin Kaepernick. You heard from the, you know, the minions. You heard of, you know, all the, but you never heard really from Colin Kaepernick in reality when we were talking about jobs opening up for backup quarterback positions. I mean, my God, if you can't be the backup quarterback in Dallas being Colin Kaepernick, I mean, too bad. I mean, uh, the, the backup quarterback position here in Dallas is pathetic. Arizona is another one. I, in, in fact, I don't know why Arizona don't break their neck to get a Colin Kaepernick in the backup position in reality because of the two that are behind him, which are nobody. You know, so you know, we, we keep going back to it, and, and I wonder – I wonder if Colin Kaepernick could or should be on an NFL squad today. You know, I don't know if the hype is ever going to go away from what he did. Um, But I don't think the media circus would be as high as it was three years ago when he first started this, you know, because we talk about guys that bring issues. You usually talk about it for a week and it goes away. And then it's all about football after that. So the big question is, is would the questions about the media circus about the social injustice state and keep going and going and going. Instead of talking about football, you're talking about social injustices. And when NFL players are on uh, payroll, the NFL team wants them to talk about football, not social injustices. And I think they have a right for that too at the same time. Sure. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. That, that whole thing is crazy. Yeah, and I think that's a big reason why teams never pursued Colin Kaepernick. I think a lot of teams – well, not a lot. All team, all the teams were uh, just afraid of that, of that uh, factor, and you know, having to answer all the questions about, you know, oh, you know, the whole kneeling thing, and you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be, you know, years from now, and, and people still ask about it. It's just like the whole thing with Michael Vick when he came back. You know, instead of talking about actual football, they were talking about like, well, you know, how do you plan on uh, good point handling this situation about him fighting dogs five years ago? And it's like, yep, that, that that's the point. It's it was five years ago. The guy he paid the price. He did his did his time. He served his punishment more like, than other people too. On. By the way, let's move on, people. With that. More than other people, too, by the way, in the Michael Vick. He spent time behind bars. You know, right. You, you, you want to talk about exactly. a guy who paid the price. Yeah, my yeah exactly. Yep. So, but, you know, people got to make headlines, right? So, they're, of course, they're going to ask about the whole situation, and they want to find out, well, what do they really think about him? Well, it must not be that bad because they signed him to a contract, so – Yep. You know, it can't be that bad, but, you know, um, the media, you know, the media is they got to find something to make headlines and write stories about and and all that good stuff. So Definitely. One thing that we don't do a lot here on the show, Cuervo, is we don't talk a lot of really sad things, but um, uh, there is sad news. Uh, so I'll bring it on out. Uh, you weren't at the top of the hour. I don't know if you heard it. 
former NFL running back out of the University of Texas, Cedric Benson, has passed away at 36. He was involved with a motorcycle accident. And, and I, I bring the story up because of the local, say, you know, University of Texas guy. Uh, played with the Cincinnati Bengals for many years as well. What? Listen, in college, this guy was a badass. I just remember. I mean, I, I live in the area, of course, you know, and the love everybody has and everything that's going on. So I remember this guy. Um, but when he went to Cincinnati, he was kind of a dynamic guy too, but he had a hard time staying healthy, having a hard time winning the uh, starting role there. But uh, Cedric Vinson, running back, uh, former uh, University of Texas Longhorn, uh, passes away in a motorcycle accident at the age of 36. Wow, that's a young, young age. It is, Sonny, and I can relate to that because that's my age. And not only that, but, um, yeah, he played for the Bengals, but he was drafted by none other than my Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. So, the Bears got that's him. Right. You're right, Quirrell. Now that you say that, the Bears were the one that got him. Yeah, we we the Bears drafted him fourth overall. I mean, I hate to speak, you know, I don't want to speak badly on 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 him. Uh, just you know, the fact that he has passed on. Wasn't a fan of the pick when it happened, but uh, I tell you, you know, he had some good moments in Chicago. It just yeah, he did. Didn't it didn't fully work out? Um, didn't have a great game in the Super Bowl against Indianapolis. Right. Um, but he uh, you know, and special teams, I think, in in reality, Cuervo. I, yeah, I think they I mean, missed out on an opportunity on that guy in reality. But I tell you what, he got his revenge against us, and he hurt he hurt the Bears really bad uh, one year when when uh, after he went on to Cincinnati. Uh, but um, you know, I was happy for him. I'm glad he had found a spot that uh, that utilized him a little bit better than the Bears did. And he went on to have a couple of good years in Cincinnati, and just you know. He pretty much, uh, you know, stopped playing. I guess maybe for health reasons or something after, after a couple of years in Cincinnati. And you know, I, I yeah, I read that this morning. And that's you know, I was I was pretty sad about that. I used to have his jersey, by the way, too. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, that that that's one. Sometimes I, I hate talking about the sad because sports are about happiness and it's what keeps us going and stuff like that. But. Uh, whoa, wrong button. This uh, I hit the wrong button. I meant to hit this button right here as we go on to the next subject. I, I, I have to ask because, I mean, I'm not a preseason guy, Cuervo. You know that. But I know you were in front of the TV this weekend watching your Chicago Bears against Eli Manning and Jones at the quarterback position for the Giants. So why don't you give it – I mean, first of all, the Giants got the victory. It's preseason means really nothing. But my my question, I'm going to ask you because I'm sure you watched the game. And that being said, who should be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants? Should it be Jones or should it be Manning? Um, believe it or not, Sonny, I still think that Eli should be the starter only because of everything he's done for the New York Giants. Now, I know, I know, you want to hit the laugh button so bad. Let's think about the good times. <laughs> Good Eli. Let's think about good Eli here, all right? Two okay, championships. Okay. Good, good, uh, good, good Eli Manning, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. All right, all right, all right, all right. I guess in your mind there's no such thing guy. as good Eli. Good character guy. Uh, put up decent numbers when they were there winning Super Bowls, okay? 
Uh, my point is everything that he is, all the time that he's put into the organization, the least they can do is you know, keep him as a starter until he's no longer a New York Giant. Um, unless it gets so bad. Wow. That what, 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 as long he is, as long as he is a giant, as long as he's a New York giant, unless, unless okay. it gets so Ooh. bad, Ooh. unless it gets so bad. That, By week three. Um, well, whenever, however long it takes, oh. um, you know, if he's, if he's going out there throwing four <laughs> interceptions a game, if he's going out there throwing four interceptions a game, then I think I think that's that's definitely a signal to go ahead and let Daniel Jones start. But look, Giants fans, listen to me. Don't fall in love with what you've seen from Daniel Jones, okay? Yes, he tore up that that oh, that second bear, that second team Bears defense. Tore him up. Good job, Tore Daniel up. Jones. Yeah. Carved him up. No Khalil Mack, no Eddie Jackson, no Roquan Smith. No Danny Trevathan, no Kyle Fuller, but man, he tore that Bears defense up. Woo! Good job. <laughs> good job. Feel good about yourself for one day. There you go. So yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, is exactly for one day. You know, you got you got to be able to do it. So, I, you know, it, it it it'll be interesting. You know, when will it talk? How long will it take? Because I'm as much as much as I dislike Eli Manning. Who else are you going to get? Are you going to put really Daniel Jones out there, put him out there for slaughter? I mean, really, in, in fact, the, the, the Giants have to put the experience out there first because if they're going to win at all, it's not because it's going to be a Jones. He's a rookie. I, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, there, there's only a few that can lead them into the playoffs, Cuervo. I can count rookie quarterbacks that have led your team to the playoffs on one hand, Okay. So that is that right there tells you that you don't start this guy, okay? Again, you got Eli Manning with two fluke uh, Super Bowl rings. That's what they should say on a fluke Super Bowl, you know, champion. Um, that having been said, they are rings and they are real and the experience. And li- listen, you know, as much as I'll pile on, okay, regarding Eli Manning, believe me, I, I I'm a big guy to pile on to as well. So you think about that. I do a belly flop on Eli Manning. But I even think Eli Manning should start for the New York Giants. And it has nothing to do. I mean, we can sit there and talk about the chemistry that these two guys have because of their upbringing and, and who coached them and everything else and where they are. By the way, did the Giants ever hire that guy as the quarterback coach in New York? Uh, the guy, or no? Or is he still coaching the, uh, Duke? Or the Duke? No, Cliff, yeah, he's still at Duke. Okay. So they didn't see, see, and that's interesting to me too, Cuervo. I don't know if there was an offer out on the table, but um, them not, you know, bringing in Jones, it, 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 did did they did did they diss the guy that brought him up by not offering him an NFL quarterback coaching job up in New York? I don't know who it is, but it can't be any better than the guy that had both of these guys in college, right? I mean, Cuervo, I mean, you you you, you want to talk about a you know match made in heaven? Okay, you bring up the you bring up the rookie quarterback who happened to be the quarterback or be the coach for Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. And you got two of the three that are there. Something tells me that the Giants missed out on an opportunity. It or I, I I don't know the difference between college and and the NFL. 
I don't know how much he had a part of that was the NFL success of an Eli Manning and a, or a Eli Manning. So, you know, do you think the Giants missed out on hiring the guy? Uh, I mean, I think there was potential for uh, a good opportunity there. Um, you know, I mean, it, it would it, he would fall right in. I mean, especially because of the fact that that's the guy that they drafted was his quarterback in college. So, you know, it's it kind of would have just fell right. Everything would have fell right into place. Uh, he's he coached Eli back when he was in college. Daniel Jones was just his quarterback. So, you know. But, and we're talking you know, about the, David Cutliffe, by the way, just to let everybody know. I, I didn't mention his name. Yeah, David Cutliffe. That's right. So, um, but it's all it all depends on if he's he's willing to make that move to the NFL. So, I don't know if he actually got offered to be the quarterbacks coach there. Uh, but um, if he did and he said no. Um, I mean that's you know that's his choice I guess I mean and you can't can't fault him I and mean, to go from being a head coach to a quarterbacks coach I understand you get to jump to the NFL uh, that's that's a that's a pretty big uh, that's a pretty big uh, uh, drop in I guess job title if you will job title and probably so. pay too I imagine I, I don't think mm-hmm. they could probably pay him the amount of money as the quarterback coach. Um, for um, you know, uh, to coach, I, I I just I look at a match made in heaven. And I don't know, you know it, you know it, trying to find success somewhere, you know, it, because I mean, look at okay, I have an NFC East. I'm looking. Both of us have Giants in last place in this division. Listen, they're not. It, it, they're they're hearing the news. We're not the only ones to predicting the Giants to be in last place in this division. I mean, so I mean, I, I, how much? How much is is this guy worth to you? If you're if you're the Giants, how much? I mean, you, first of all, you, you you make a big play for him. You, if, first of all, they picked him way too early. All right, so they they spent more on a rookie contract than they really needed to. They they could have got the guy in the second round. If you believe everything that all the draft experts say, Cuervo, this guy could have been gotten in the second round. Okay, so mm-hmm. they go ahead. They 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 shoot for the moon an old hearts term if you play hard. So you, they shot, shot for the moon and they got this guy. I mean, so much so, I think I think they maybe missed out on the opportunity to grab that guy. But there is a difference. I mean, listen, NFL and, and college, those are two different games in reality. I mean, so you're talking about the elite, the elite of the elite uh, that are in the NFL. I mean, look at how many college programs that are out there. And you're talking about, you know, you know, only what uh, 63 players on a football team multiply that by 32. Those are the elite. I mean, if that's what you want, you want to call the backups and everything else are the elites. But you know, mm-hmm. in reality, you're talking 22 players on a football team that are considered elite. Okay, that's the 11 on the offensive side of the ball, the 11 on the defensive side of the ball, second and thirds are just those fillers. And if you want to have the elite, I mean. You would think that I mean I don't know I just I think they missed out on this one Cuervo again I don't know what what the situation was or you know I don't know if the guy ever had NFL experience you know did the guy ever have any NFL experience Cuervo? No, not that I know of. No, I don't think he was ever in the NFL. Uh, he played in the NFL. So the answer I think is a no. Got it. So I I, I never knew. So you know. 
I, all I know is I know who the offensive coordinator for the Giants are, okay? And that's my Chula. That part I knew. Um, I, I don't know how much I believe that's a good idea or not, but uh, you, you think you think about that whole situation, I I think I would have liked to see it. So uh, will it ever change? Will he ever head up that way? We don't know, but there is one story in the NFL that just won't go away, and I don't know. This, to me, this is a mistake, Cuervo, and I'm going to put it out there. As Adam Schefter goes ahead and he uh, he brings the uh, Patriots, bring back Josh Gordon, Cuervo. Josh Gordon, Cuervo, is going to be on the mm-hmm. roster for the New England Patriots as Gordon evidently got the okay from the NFL I, I'm going to tell you right now, of course, we do this five minutes before because we want you to go into overtime, so you're going to listen to this in overtime. The NFL has no balls at all, Cuervo. And not, listen, I, I, we can sit here and talk about it all day long, okay? You know, th- this guy's got a buttload of talent, and there's no question whatsoever. But really, how many times? Okay, this goes to show that the NFL – they should be standing on the no to marijuana thing, and they're just opening up the door. They're opening up Pandora's box, okay, for this kind of thing. And how many times has this guy been in front of the commissioner before he says, you know what, son, you're done? And, and they really missed out on an opportunity to make a point in the NFL. Now, granted, it would have been at the expense of Josh Gordon, okay? He wouldn't be able to make any more money playing the NFL game, blah, 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 blah. But, geez, how many times, Squarevo? I mean, you want to talk about a broken record, that's Josh Gordon. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we heard this story, Sonny? You know, he gets reinstated and and all that good stuff, and now he's back. And This is another one of those things you can't predict, but we're going to predict it, and he's probably going to wind up getting <laughs> in trouble again. Uh, sad. I mean, the, the guy is so talented. I mean, Think about this, Sonny. I'm going to put this in perspective for everybody right now. He led the NFL in receiving on a two-win Cleveland Browns team. Led the NFL. That's what you need to know about Josh Gordon and the exceptional talent that he can be when he doesn't get in trouble and he keeps his nose clean, literally. Keeps his nose clean and is just focused on football. I think the problem, Sonny, is that he hasn't had anybody to look out for him. And I'm not, I'm not deflecting blame on Josh himself because he, he knows right from wrong. He's a grown man. He knows right from wrong. But sometimes, uh-huh. you know, people just need somebody to watch, just to have your back and kind of help you move in the right direction. And, and he didn't have that. I don't think he had anybody to watch out for him. And it's sad because guys like that, I mean, just throwing, throwing talent down the garbage, down yeah. the toilet. And, and, and it's – but I, I think that there there was – he didn't have, like, that big brother figure. He didn't have anybody to mentor him and steer – excuse me, steer him in the right direction, kind of like how Randy Moss, when he came into the league, had Chris Carter. That's why things worked out for Randy, because he had somebody watching his back and being a big brother to him. And if it wasn't for that, 
who knows what Randy Moss's career would have been like. So, um, for Josh Gordon, you know, look, you could sit there. Well, he's got he's got Tom Brady. Let me tell you something. They don't relate to each other. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's the it's the facts. It is the truth. I'm sure. I mean, everybody. Nobody's going to argue that Tom Brady is not a great teammate. But when it comes to lifestyle and when it comes to personality, those two are no nowhere near alike, Sonny. So it, asking Tom Brady to be his mentor, it's not going to work. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because of the relate portion of it, I, I don't think – and. I may be wrong, and I'm not going to spread a rumor. I don't think Tom Brady has a marijuana problem. Uh, so, yeah, for Tom Brady to be able to relate to that kind of thing, I, I guess that would be kind of hard. But but it, it's amazing. It, it just goes to show how great Tom Brady is. Okay, it, it, When you say exactly what you just said, I mean, these guys can't relate. But in 11 games, Cuervo, Tom Brady threw this guy for 720 yards and 11 touch and three touchdowns in 11 games. I, I mean, listen. So you, you can you can deny Tom Brady's talent all day long, but he gets the guy who knows how to play the game the ball. There's no question about that because I'm going to tell you right now. I'll even put it out there. You know, he probably would. Gordon would have had a thousand yard season if he played all 16 games. That was just going to happen. He probably would have had six or seven touchdowns. Okay, that's money making talent all day long. So, so we, we we talk about the talent. This guy's got more. Not only that, he's he's probably the second fastest guy in the NFL. I mean, yeah, you know, uh-huh. one behind you know, but yeah. So the the guy's got breakaway speed that I have never seen. And matter of fact, all you got to do is look at the breakaway speed that he showed the New England Patriots when he played the Cleveland Browns, where he just split. The defense, or, uh, defense uh, the defense on just a little slant, a long slant, and he just outran everybody after he caught the ball. The speed on this guy, he, uh, Marquise Goodwin is the only one faster than him. So, you know, and that might even be, you know, since we haven't seen him, that might not even be true. He might be the fastest guy. And, and so when you got that, the, the question is, Cuervo, what are, what are the Patriots going to do about him? Okay, we can see here and talk about the, you know the NFL. The NFL giving him yet another chance. What is this? Number five, the fifth opportunity mm-hmm. for this guy. Fifth, fifth I, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. You know, people who continually screw up. Okay, and Josh Gordon has done okay, so. Can we talk? Five times, Cuervo. Yeah, there he is, and and not only that. You know, he's got an opportunity. So I said it after the last time. I don't feel sorry for this guy. But at the same time, I'm going to say it. I can't even believe I'm going to say this. This guy's not going to be a problem this year. I I don't even know why I'm saying that because, Cuervo, the the tail of the tape of Josh Gordon is is that guy's going to hit something. He's going to be at a party. You see, and that's another thing. See, this guy doesn't even have to take a hit off the marijuana joint. He don't have to, as Stephen A. would say, he don't have to smoke the weed. He don't have to take a hit off the 
to smoke it, he could just inhale it at a, at a party and get nailed. See, but Cuervo, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying about having someone look out for him. I get it. I, I get it. And, and the classic example, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, that, that, that might be the only one that you can really compare it to Cuervo because when you look at other problem child wide receivers, I don't see too many other people looking out for them. The only one that I can think of Cuervo is Randy Moss and Chris Carter. That's the only one I can think of. And that's because of the personality of a wide receiver being the diva, being the one that was the main, uh, main, main event, main attraction of any and everything. So, I don't know, can, can he have that guy? I mean, it, it, and, and then you look at it over in New England, who is it going to be? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the depth chart over there, okay, in New England. I, I will get that, by the way. And we could talk about the wide receivers that are over there. Let me see, depth chart, Patriots depth chart. There we go. And that one right here, that's the one I like to look at because they do it week by week. Um, so, over in New England, here's their wide receivers, okay? This is what they got going on. Um, Dorset Phillips, Thomas, uh, or, or uh, Demetrius Thomas, Maurice mm-hmm. Harris. Those are the guys on one side. Then there's four other guys that are there. Other side, Julian uh, Edelman, Dontro Inman, Braxton uh, Barros, and then a rookie, uh, uh, Harry, which I've never heard of. Um, and the thing, oh, they don't have kill a Harry. Yeah. So, so out of all these guys, who could be the guy that? And which, by the way, who, whose position? I mean, he's gonna he's gonna take um, Philip Dorsett's spot unless they move Julian Edelman to a slot, which I, I would be. I would. I wouldn't think that'd be a bad thing in reality, Cuervo. Uh, but they got him on the right wide receiver on the outside. I would probably move him there. They got Gordon on the right, according to this depth chart. Cuervo, he, he bounces up. He's got to at least be the number two. I, and, and Cuervo, th- this guy's just the speed alone puts him at the number two, if not the starter, and you move Julian Edelman to the, to the frickin' slot. Can you imagine, Cuervo? The one-two punch that Josh Gordon and Edelman have, and again, Philip Dorsett, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll just see. Um, but that's not a bad one-two-three punch there going for, for the Patriots and Tom Brady, never mind the fact that you want to throw in the, the tight end Benjamin Watson, which I thought that guy retired. Of course, he came back. That, that didn't last long. And question would no, be, would they, get, would, they, would they get Gronk back anyway? Um, that's going to be the big question too. So, uh, uh, who who are you going to kick out the starting lineup, or are you going to move Julian Edelman to the slot, which is what I think they should do? Uh, I, I don't think that would be the worst idea. Me, I think that's exactly what they might. A one, two, doing. three, four punch, man. Especially if they get Gronk back. Can you imagine that? Holy crap! Nah, I wouldn't count on that, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Unbelievable. Now Benjamin Watson's a badass, but he's also you know over the hill. I don't know how much I, I believe in that. I I, I don't know. I mean Benjamin, he's got skills. I'm not going to take it away from him. 
not a Hall of Famer by any stretch, but the guy's got skills. Uh, but he's also, you know, retired once for a reason. Um, only came back because it is the Patriots. Listen, let's be honest. Gronk retires. The only reason why this guy comes back is because of that. So that whole story over in – and it helps them being in the NFC East, Cuervo, right? I mean, who's going to challenge them? Dolphins, Bills, or Jets? None of them are even close. I mean – you close mm-hmm. your eyes and pick who's going to win this division. The question is, is how much of an impact that Josh Gordon's going to have? Oh, my God. I, you know, right now, if anybody's thinking the Patriots are not a favorite to win the Super Bowl this year, I'm wondering what, they're, what, what game they're watching, especially if they pull back Josh Gordon and get him in there and play and play well and stay out of trouble. This, this could be a long season for the AFC. Well, I think it's going to be anyways. I mean, you know, New England always finds a way to make things such a pain in the ass for everyone else, Sonny. So Absolutely. I think New England is, you know, they're, they're they're not going anywhere just because Gronk is gone. Come on, haven't we learned by now that that doesn't matter? That the that the 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 key factor, the one the one constant that continues to have New England in these runs is Tom Brady. I love Bill Belichick, too, but he's not on the field. It's not right. about Brady. So, with that said, I mean, that's that's the constant. And there's nothing anybody's going to say, nothing he's going to do about it until the man goes away. <laughs> so, Interesting. Interesting thing. Look out for, you know, New England. I don't know how much time I, I still got a lot here. You didn't get the opportunity to talk about it because you weren't here. Josh McCown signs his backup for Philadelphia. We just got done talking about who's the best, uh, Dak or uh, Carson Wentz. But I will tell you with the signing with Josh McCown, which, by the way, I'm not impressed by him, but as a backup quarterback, um, they definitely have the advantage now over the Cowboys because of the depth. Because if that goes down, they had nobody. Now, when Carson Wentz went down, they had two guys that got knocked out. You know, Cody Kessler got knocked out with a concussion. The other dude got a broken wrist. So they signed Josh McCown. Right now, at the backup position, at the quarterback position, the Philadelphia Eagles are better than the Dallas Cowboys. The only problem is they protect Dak pretty well. Um, but if Carson Wentz goes down, you know, maybe for a game or two, it's not, you know, if he'll go down, it's when. Um, and that's going to be the important thing. If Carson Wentz goes down, it's got to be for no more than three games, and it cannot be in November. And it cannot be in December. If injury happens, Josh McCown can get him over the hump, maybe make him to the play, get him to the playoffs um, because of only three games. But if the Eagles – lose Carson Wentz for any period of time, Josh McCown's not going to be able to save the team. And you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles not making the playoffs because there's too many other teams in the NFC that can take that wild card spot away from them. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely right. That is absolutely right. I mean, we'll see what happens though, Sonny. I, I hope for his sake, I hope for Josh's sake, that, like you said, you know, he stays out of trouble and he can finally show his full potential. Um, but I, 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 again, I think I'm with you. I have to see it before I believe it. Yep. So, all right. You got a bail there, Cuervo? Were you all done? You got some things to do? Um, I mean, just uh, some packing and whatnot, but that's about it. Packing. Packing. Yes, sir. Packing up. Are you, 
are, are you moving Cuervo? Is that what is it, are you you you're doing the whole moving. U-Haul thing? You're doing. I am uh, at, the, at the end of the month. I'll be moving, Sonny. Yes. Ah, uh, so you'll have a new studio, new apartment, all set and ready to go for you. So look out for that. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. still going to take three hours, and we're going to talk to him. By the way, you're going to be doing that over week number one of the NFL. No, no, I'll be I'll be completely done moving by then, so it won't interrupt. Oh, cool. Uh, it won't interrupt <laughs> any of our uh, our shows or anything. Yeah, you're under orders to get that done before before week number one. So get that done. <laughs> Absolutely. Get that done yes, and make sir. sure you and make sure you get Sling TV with the uh, red zone on it, so you'll be all set and ready oh, to go. Oh no, no, I'm going. I'm going back to regular cable, so that that's ah, guaranteed. Okay. I'm going to have red zone ready to go. There you go. Cool. All right. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We whipped through three hours like you, you know, it's just too easy. But then the Dallas Cowboys, they always have something to talk about. That's the way it works here. So that's going to do it for us. Glad we were able to at least make it on uh, either Friday or Sunday, this time being Sunday. Um, We will skip the Sunday. I'm not sure if it's going to be before Rowlett Eagles, which is next week, or if it's going to be during the week. Uh, We'll take that by unless it's during the NFL season. We'll just have to do a show from Arizona. Having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. For Cuervo, I am Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're out of here. Cuervo, have yourself a good one. We'll check you on the other side, my friend. All right, Sonny, you have a good day as well. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, whatever games are left, uh, if you're interested in this watching. There's a game them. right now. There's Enjoy. a game kicking off. There's a preseason game kicking off right now, if I'm not mistaken. So look out for that. So there's uh, And then there there's Sunday Night Football. Yeah, then there's Sunday night football, so we got it all set ready oh, to go for all awesome. those. Yeah, so we oh, got, and awesome. and Thank there's you. Monday night football, so we got that's that right. going for us as well. So absolutely. All right, so three more games in the week number two of the preseason. We'll be back next week here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we're out of here, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>